0: Hey guys welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the hot dog wiener fingers podcast my name's ryan sausage fingers iliopolis i'm joined by sparks, sparks what's your name sparku Tazbuki. my hands they look like such big strong hands <laughs> i'm joined by ben wiener Snitchel magnet
1: yeah i'm not gonna lie i had the absolute weirdest dream during my nap today it was not fun and Brandon T. Wiener McGiggles himself,
0: <laughs> Brandon P. McClure in the building. Look at that! It's the giggles right off the bat. T. Boy, you Wiener got a... McGiggles. You got improv on the
1: spot. Oh, you man. don't. You never know what I'm going to say. His dummies oh, haven't me. even oh, taken boy. effect yet, and you're already making him laugh like that. Uh,
0: Welcome to the 280th episode of the Fake
2: Nerd Podcast.
1: <laughs> I was going and we're gonna to talk say... about a movie. I was gonna more s- to
2: 300, baby.
3: I was going to say about Ben. I was like, Ben, I had a I had a wonderful dream today. Zendaya was in it and the world is ending. So, you and know. Have
0: a good dream. Or, and, or full dream. And hot negative. dog fingers. And hot dog fingers. <laughs> hot dog We're fingers. talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. The newest pop culture sensation. Some would say just stop movies. They ended this, this week. They're done. Cinema's done. <laughs> Cinema's done. Elden Ring, everything, everywhere. We're just done for the year. Let's end it. Anyway, we got stuff to talk about this week, but Brandon, why don't you, you want to just start this mother truck off?
3: All right. While I subtly and quietly uh, plug in my laptop that I definitely forgot. For the audio listeners,
0: they don't even know what's happening. That's
3: true. This is a mystery the
0: entire way through.
3: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yes, we do have links in the description. Um, No, we did. there wasn't anything that came out from our, from our our channel. Um, things are a little hectic right now for us. Uh, things have been recorded, so hopefully they go up this week, but you know, we'll see what we can do. Or more accurately, Sparks will see what he can do.
2: I know I was going I was about to say like Brandon's saying like we'll see what we can do but Brandon's just basically being like we'll see what Sparks feels like doing this week <laughs> No no we'll see what
3: Sparks is able to do because Sparks and Ryan have a big move coming up this weekend and it is very stressful to move That's house true. including especially when you're moving cities so true.
2: it's also stressful when you have work and an internship at the same time ah! I quit my job
1: <laughs> and I thought my mental Guys, health is about you know to what's started. a great
2: feeling Not being paid for nine hours of work to make a video that nobody's ever going to see. That's so good. Listen, that's showbiz. That's what we do. That's true. (laughs) I wish (laughs) that it was on the level of what we do. I mean, it will literally never get released. Listen, it's been destroyed in the fires of Mount Doom. (laughs)
3: Um, Well, we do have some links in the description. So, um, real quickly, on my end... um, Ooh... Shoot, I forgot to write this one down. Thank goodness I remembered it. Um, I, of course, my my Screen Rant stuff is there. Um, I'm going to be putting up. You're going to be seeing a lot of Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Um, let's say hypothetically that Screen Rant has implemented a new um, structure that that may be helping me. Uh, so I am looking for ways to get the most views uh, from my from my stuff. So we'll see what happens.
0: Clickbait?
3: No, I I would I wouldn't do clickbait, but I just I know that a specific that a specific topic gets more views than others, so I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out what what gets the most views.
0: Zack Snyder got it.
3: Yeah, Zack Snyder. I it is a, it is a, a tight line to walk because like I don't want to do clickbait stuff. Um yeah. So um, but there are but there are things like my Star Trek view, my Star Trek ones they get like thirty to a hundred people seeing them. My MCU stuff gets like a thousand to 30,000 people seeing them. So like,
0: yeah.
4: you
3: know,
0: it's that's what the it is. Numbers it are there. Is. Yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah. Um, and uh, I get paid very little right now. So I'm just trying to get money. I feel you. Um, but that's not to say I look, I put 110% into everything I do.
0: That's
3: everything true. I do. Um, Speaking of my, uh, I, I, You know what? I'll just call it the final entry of my Phase 1 for my Infinity Saga series. So, as you know, I've been writing a series called Revisiting the Infinity Saga 50 Defining Moments from the MCU. Uh, uh, Entry 40, issue 40, number 40, went up this week. Um, That's about the moment at the end of Age of Ultron where Captain America says Avengers, and then it cuts to black. Cuts to credits. Um... Uh, I, t- I talked about that um, and that's go- I'm going to be taking a break next week cause I'm, g- I'm going out of town as well. Um, I'm actually going to the same town that you guys are going to, but for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and-, and when I come back, will be kind of like an interlude. So I'm taking a bit of a break from the quote unquote countdown to do something else. Um, but yeah, I, I really love doing that series. Can't believe I'm already on 40. This is the longest committed writing thing I've done. I hope people like it. I'm certainly, I'm putting thinking. a lot of my—I'm certainly putting a lot of my soul into it.
2: I've liked what I've read. I think I'm behind like two. Oh, that's fine. Uh, just two people to come. catch up. It's always just like I open it when it's out and you promote it, and it's a tab, and I'm like, okay, when I got time, I'm gonna sit down and really because I want to actually read it, not just like skim it.
3: Sure, I understand. I appreciate that you do, though. Um, okay, that's all for me. So Ben, let's talk about you.
1: Oh, shit, what'd I do? Um,
3: well, you Ben, I'm very great. I'm very disappointed in you. Um, no, your Fusion yeah. Magazine issue is still linked below. I've decided okay. to link it again. Because, you know, it's a magazine. You can purchase it whenever you want, so it's going to yep. be there. Um, so you can check that. You don't have anything you want to add about that, do you?
1: Um, no, just, just be a little bit patient, because I know the magazine physically is out. It's in customers' hands over in England. We're still waiting to get ours here in America. But, of course... Going from one continent or one continent across the ocean to another country and then another continent, and then going all the way across that country, it's gonna take a little bit. So mm-hmm. just be patient. But it's there. I got paid for it, so yay! Good uh, job. Yeah, that was a good feeling.
3: The yeah. uh, the other things you have are from Grayson Lives channel, our good friend Grayson, friend of the mm-hmm. show. Um, mm-hmm. Your good friend Grayson, uh, you put up. Um, how do I want to phrase this? You put up two very frustrating episodes of Wheel of Fortune and two very fun episodes of Sonic uh, of Super Mario Brother, Super Mario, whatever Did the hell.
1: You were frustrated with Wheel of Fortune. Try playing the damn thing. <laughs> oh, buddy, I was yelling at the screen. Pick the F. <laughs> oh man, you and Omi kun. So on Grayson's channel, if you request a game, he more than likely will oblige. This game was a request from one of his. Um, from one of his viewers and apparently we suck at wheel of fortune the first time we just did a tutorial we tried to play together and then the second time we played against each other which i actually didn't suck as much but Hmm. yeah out of all the game show game or out of the two game show games we played thus far wheel of fortune is my least favorite i like eo party a lot more just say jeopardy just say jeopardy Jeopardy. excuse me jeopardy yeah i like jeopardy a lot more horrible running joke out of the ubisoft um game show games
3: yeah, uh, your Wheel of Fortune one was uh, something, but I sat through them. They're fun to watch. You guys are fun when you're frustrated.
1: Yeah, especially when I push the wrong button
3: multiple times. Uh, Grayson really needs to calm down when it comes to Super Mario because uh, he gets you killed a lot.
1: Yeah, also the death perception gets us killed a lot, too.
3: <laughs> Not as much as him, him just going, Here I go. And you're like, No, wait.
1: I'm like, No, wait. Whee! There goes another life.
2: That's all the links below. Great. Who wants to Brandon, do why don't you tell us about your week? Sounds
3: oh, okay. Screw you. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I watched an episode of Halo. I don't really need to say anything. Um, what I said last week kind of still stands. I think it's on a good direction right now. I like Cortana. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I hope it continues to get better. So we'll see what happens by the end of the show. Um, I started the gilded age i started the gilded age if you don't know who that, that is that's the hbo max tv series uh or probably hbo proper um that is made by the same guy who did downton abbey
0: another old white people show
3: yeah yeah there's a black person I, in this I, one I've though i heard of
0: it i heard of it but i had i had no idea what it was but you said downton abbey so i had to see. Yes. I is there that
2: on the hbo max app in a picture being like, "Hey, you should watch this." And I'm like, I'm prim and proper, and I'm like, "Yo, there's like eight things in line before you on this yeah. app."
0: Bridgerton.
3: Our flag means death. Uh,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, if we didn't have to pack this week, Megan and I would have been watching it. But like, we just we we kept being like, "Should we watch it now?" No, we don't have time.
3: Number one show on HBO Max, and they still haven't renewed it. Just bastards.
2: More, even more than a Marvel show, which yeah. I couldn't believe. It's crazy.
3: Um, so I started watching the Gilded Age actually just today. We watched the first episode. Um, I really like Downton Abbey. I really enjoy this so far. Um, I don't like the characters as much as I like the characters in Downton Abbey, but that's just kind of because I've sat with them a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So I'm far more excited for the new Downton Abbey movie than I am for this for, to continue the show, but it's still very good. I really like the characters. Taste of Farmiga is in it, which shocked me. Carrie Coon is in it, which she's great. Um, great cast. Very the girl
2: the reasons I want to watch it for sure.
3: Who do uh, what's the redhead from Sex in the City, Ryan?
0: The red, uh, um, uh, Ka- uh, uh Catherine, Samantha? I don't know, her, uh, I, the actress, though, I know you're talking about, yeah, yeah, she she she's to, in like, it, New York Mayor or something,
3: yeah, she's, <laughs> she's in, in it. it, okay, cool, yeah, um, yeah, it's very similar to Downton Abbey, it's very, it's written in a very similar vein, it's about 40 years before it, um, so it does have it's dealing with different things. I like it, it's fun. Um, I watched Spider Man No Way Home. I finally watched Spider Man No Way Home for a second time. (laughs) I've been dying to see this movie forever. Uh, and I finally got to the point where it's like, I'll just wait for the Blu ray. Blu ray came, no deleted scenes. Screw you, Sony. Um, so it's so rude. Great, they marketed deleted scenes. Apparently,
0: I don't know if it was, I didn't look into it, but apparently, deleted scenes are coming to something soon.
2: The, the rumor is that they're going to do a, a re release in theaters in August. Mm.
0: I saw like it was like one of the streaming services or like some something else was
3: getting which
2: I which I'd be like they wouldn't do that. And then I think back and I'm like, Endgame did, it, Endgame. Endgame did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, <laughs> Endgame did that with they didn't put a deleted scene in the movie. They put it at the end of the movie.
2: Right, but I mean, like it, it was, was new, I, I new footage, it. quote unquote.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that besides that really loved revisiting that movie that movie rules um i i adore that movie i'm so happy i got to watch it again and 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 uh feel the same way i did back when i saw it in december um da, da, da. uh catwoman hunted is the latest dc animated film i watched that this week actually, i actually kind of forgot i watched that um that has stephanie beatrice as batwoman I forgot who the girl who plays Catwoman is. I don't remember her name offhand. I don't
2: remember what you're talking about. Catwoman, hunting yeah. the, anime, the anime Catwoman.
3: We yeah, so, it. Mm. So this is an anime-inspired movie. Let's be clear; like it's not quite anime. Right, you're
2: right, right. It's not true anime.
3: Yeah, um, it's it, well, it, pretty it, anime. Yeah, that's definitely. It's, I think it also is is made by a Japanese company uh, yeah. with a budget severely slashed. Mm-hmm uh the animation is kind of the only issue it's not as polished as it should be characters don't move as fluid as they as you would expect from the animation style that it's, it's using um
2: uh, elizabeth gillies from victorious oh, is- oh.
3: um other than that though i thought it was really fun um black mask is one of the villains in it uh they have a really cool uh reinterpretation of cheetah because um, it just she's just Barbara Minerva, like evil Barbara Minerva, who's running. Um, excuse you, I am busy. <laughs> um, uh, she's like running Leviathan under Talia al Ghul, and then uh, she becomes Cheetah, obviously, because that's who the character is. Really cool interpretation of that. Um, uh, Tobias Whale, I think, is the character's name from Black Lightning. Yes, Tobias uh, yeah, Whale. Well. He's yeah, a cool, he's,
0: uh, crime lord guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's in it. Um, a lot of cool stuff. I really enjoyed it. There's, um, there is definite queer baiting when it comes to Catwoman and Batwoman. And that was a shame because I actually think it, I actually think a romance written in this style between the two would work, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's very clearly done in like a a Catwoman is, is, is like, uh, has like put Batwoman under her spell like her like seductive spell, but she's but she's very clear like no 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 you're not the bat I'm in love with I'm in love with Batman uh so I'm I'm only using you to I'm only using my my woos because you're a lesbian. That was a shame. That was a big well, shame. Like,
2: like like no room for interpretation that Catwoman can be bisexual. They very much keep her. She must because she, she, is, must she, be she is a bisexual in the straight. comics.
3: You, well, it's 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 she's using her bisexuality to to to. In, in, in not good ways it's the it's the bisexuality that of like I'll just sleep with anybody with anything you know it's the it's kind of the bad representation of bisexuality
2: sure I hear you and I get that I don't know that that necessarily falls under queer baiting
3: mm-hmm.
2: um only because like I saw people it was actually not related to this but people mm. were like really digging into this on Twitter like we really need to not be loose with the term queer baiting Queer baiting is not when you have two queer characters who you wish something happened between them and oh, the story sure. didn't do it. Yeah. That's just that queer baiting yeah. is when That's it's two straight characters yes. and they're playing yeah. to the idea that maybe it could be a thing, but it will never be a thing because they know that these characters are straight.
3: That's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. So then, yes. And in, in that case, probably not. It was just unfortunate. Uh, to... so it's a,
2: it's, but it's the bad bisexuality representation that we've talked yes. about before. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that killed uh, the Powerpuff Girls.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, it's a, it's a fun movie. Good action. Um, like all the characters, I really like Stephanie Beatrice as, as Batwoman. I think she works really well as that character. Uh, I hope that she gets to reprise that role somewhere down the line. Cool. Um, and then I watched. Oh, we finished Battlestar Galactica. Um, we finally we finally st- did some time to to finish that show. Um, what? I finally sh- showed uh, Zara my favorite show of all time. Still holds true. I love that show. Definitely see the cracks. Many years later, I don't think the last two seasons are as strong as the first two.
2: Um,
3: but I do think it's a it's one hell of an ending. Um, that those final six episodes are very good. Just once they knew that the show was coming to an end, they just put brought out all the stops. The budget is is constantly there, there's political turmoil. It's it's some really good stuff. Um, and I think it ends on on a a really good note. (laughs) Apparently, I'm like one of five people who think it's a good ending.
0: <laughs> I watched it as it was happening and I did not like it, but it's yeah. also been 15 years. So who knows how I feel now? Cause I watched yeah. it as a kid when it premiered basically.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I like, I always, I've always felt it was a good, it was a good finale, but I, I also understand that, like I, I get why people don't like it. I, I just, I just personally really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: the show definitely takes a turn and like you're either with it or you're not at one point yeah. i'm just like part of me just never fully accepted it but i stuck with it the whole way and i still liked it but it, like you're right those first two seasons are like some of the best tv ever made yeah. uh, and then like it's it continues to be a good show but it's like oh man that's second that season though
3: it, it's when they it's when they go hard into the fact that
0: like the faith stuff
3: yeah it's when they go that's hard what, into the fact that like the first two seasons are very much like All of this has happened before it will happen again. That's all that's still there. That's still very prevalent in the thing of like how history constantly repeats itself. And then towards the towards the middle of the third season, they're just like, actually, the gods of Kobol are not real. They've never been real. God is real. He's always been real. The colonies are wrong. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I also rubbed up against at this time, this time watching becoming very much like very much anti-religion. Yeah. Um, and i much preferring the gods of Cobol than I did like God. Yeah. um For those, this all sounds like gibberish for most people, but that's fine. It's very it's no much like a
0: science fiction show that turns into like, like faith, faith based, stuff. faith based, and it's like it, it, that. Also, could work in in terms of science fiction like narrative, but like I think yeah. it's again, it's been a long time since I watched it. I thought it was very sloppy. Uh, but I, like,
3: I do think. Having Adama be there because there's a line that Adama says in the end where he's just like, "What is this fate? I've had it with fate." And like he has this moment where he's just like, "I'm done with this. I'm done with yeah. fate." And I think that also that helps the ending kind of land for me, where it's just like Adama just doesn't give a shit. He's doing what's right by his people, what's right by his ship. He does not give a shit about yeah, what any through. god has to say. He
0: sings true through the whole show, yeah.
3: Yeah, and he he yeah he really does, and he's the best character in that show because of it. <laughs> Really like that show. I'm glad I got to watch it. I think this is the third time I've seen it all the way through. Yeah. And then I've i, I read a comment.
0: You could see my Cylon. It's right I there. Know. Yeah. Your original <laughs> I Cylon. I have I have a
3: I do too. Yeah. Um I also really like speaking of because they say they have the original Cylon there. Is that the original or that's the new one?
0: That's the original, yeah.
3: That's the original. Um, I like how they incorporated the original Cylon designs from that original show into the new show. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're older models I thought yeah. that was a good a good idea um, I read a comic book and I have it right here it's called Pacific Rim Blackout I'm holding up a comic is that new? This is, yeah so it's new it's a new Pacific Rim comic that is that came out I think about maybe a week or two ago um, this is a prequel to Pacific Rim The Black which is the anime that's on uh, Netflix um, this is I didn't know this but this is written by Kevin Scott oh
0: the Star uh, Wars guy
3: the Star Wars High Republic guy oh.
0: Now you're talking my language.
3: Yeah, I was like when I because I, I was interested in this comic because I like that show, um, and basically what this this show introduces uh, a fate of a character from the first film that I uh, I was sad about, and then this comic is kind of that character, and so so this comic revisits a character from the first movie who wasn't in the second movie. That's about as vague as I can be because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I, I'm writing review for Kaiju Ramen. For this that's going to go up tomorrow which is going to say who that character is so if you don't want to know it's not really a spoiler I just don't want people to know that he what happened to him in the show yeah yeah. Um, so really liked it Kevin Scott wrote a really good Pacific Rim comic book Um, and apparently he's done three of them uh, this is his third he did the he did the prequel comics to Pacific Rim Uprising awesome. which I'm going to check out now because I, I didn't know that he did that and I really like him and I really like this
0: get it on until I die. Nice.
3: There's some good action in it. I like the art in it. Um, Very harrowing. There's some good depth. More depth of character than I anticipated. Um, And I think if you're a fan of Pacific Rim, even without seeing the show, this is a good entry into that universe.
0: It's also Um, you said a prequel, so like you don't even have to watch the show.
3: Yeah, it it more acts as a sequel to Uprising than it does a prequel to the show.
0: I might, because I'm going to the comic shop one final time before I drop my pull list and if they have it I'll pick that up.
3: Yeah. Um I'll say more about I'll have more to say about it on my review. I'm dropping a review tomorrow on media.com. so check that out.
0: Nice. That's my week. Benjamin, it's your turn. Oh
1: shit. Okay, this is my I turn.
3: You-
1: <laughs> well, we thought we should wake you up. So. It's all you. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Very funny. So, my week uh I did play a little bit of Elden Ring keyword there being a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot something. Go for it. I'm so sorry Ben. I played
3: a lot of Halo Infinite okay. this week. Good. I played a lot of Halo Infinite this week. Um I really enjoy that game. I think the gameplay is a lot of fun. I still have the same issue even though like all like a lot of the map is open to me now. Um there is still a lot of repetitiveness with it and I I'm kind of frustrated with the fact that like there are specific there are specific like things you have like objectives you have to hit like you clear out this bridge so the UNSC can pass through it and then the next time you go to that bridge just a bunch of bandits people are back there because that's just how the game is and it responds to all these people and I'm like I just cleaned this place up now yeah, I have to do now, it again
0: yeah but now like when you spawn at a base you can like get like a pistol or something well that's the thing the the thing that
3: I like about it is are the fobs because those are there are fobs that you can clear out and those stay those stay UNSC controlled when you when when you do that. That's cool, and so it creates like this fast travel system that you can do to go around the halo ring that I enjoy, for sure. Um, the I do I just wish there was some more variety in, in the thing, but I am starting to get more into the story because I've explored the world and there's these like audio logs that have um, that have bits of the six months that you've been unconscious for. So you kind of fill in the pieces and you fill in the gaps, and uh, so exploring the world and getting those pieces had helped me really just kind of piece together. The story beats that I've missed. Also, I watched a 40 minute Halo lore video uh, that helped me remind myself about about not only the first five games but also the Halo Wars games, which I'd never played. And Halo Wars Two is very important to Halo Infinite.
2: Yes, the
0: banish Have you fought wild. our friend? Have you fought our friend Christopher Swindle yet, ba- Bassus?
3: Bassus, I don't know if I. What one does the, he look He's like? one of
0: the brute bosses.
3: It's one of the brute bosses. Mate, I must have then.
0: Okay, he's one of like even... he's like like one like the second or third like named brute boss you fight. He, he has he's tough. He's he's all melee. he talks like this, yeah.
3: Oh, maybe not that. Really good. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to check. I'll have to go through my files again. They I'll all have similar
0: like like Bassus, Brucus, Brutaxis, Bologna, like Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I I kind of like the boss system a little bit because some of them are just like this grunts a boss and you're just like okay he's dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> the game immensely. Um. I enjoy the game immensely, and and hopefully the story uh, continues to be to be good and or at least gets better because I do I, I am kind of engaged in the story at this point. Okay, yeah, okay, that's
1: that's my week.
2: Love it, cool, Ben. All right, you played a little bit of Elden Ring.
1: <clears throat> yeah, very very middle school. I streamed on Monday on Tuesday morning, and that's all the Elden Ring I was playing because the most of my time this week my my attention for video gaming was turned to a game I picked up to review for Go Nintendo. That review is coming out soon. And also guys, as much as I love Elden Ring and truly Elden Ring is an amazing game, 10, 10, very high up on the game of the year. Other games. Kirby and the forgotten land is also really, really good. It's really fun. And this is probably going to be one of those games where I want to try and get hundred percent completion. My first go through, Instead of instead of putting it down and maybe coming back to it because it's actually really fun playing that game and also it's really fun playing co op with Fanny. So um, I have to say, I hear,
0: the, I hear maybe it's fine for because you guys are just
1: like goofing around. I hear the co
0: op in this game isn't very good.
1: The co op in this game, okay, like so the second
0: player basically does
1: nothing. Is what? Yeah, I the second player is definitely is. I will say that the, the co op. And also the reason why I'm having a, such a fun time is because I'm playing with my girlfriend. Yeah, and she is okay with the role that she is beginning i mean i she was bummed that she wasn't able to absorb abilities like kirby does but at the same time she helps me find hidden paths that maybe i miss i haven't seen but you're absolutely right the co-op is kind of meh because it's definitely like um it's a younger brother or younger sibling role whereas like here i will give you the stuff to do but it doesn't as long as i do it or as long as it happens, I'm the one who gets the credit. Like there's it's, um, it's, it's for
2: it's, the it's for the gaming partner who's not adept at video games. Yeah. Whether that be like uh, uh my fiance or a child. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. That. It's it's think of it as when you were a kid playing Sonic the Hedgehog two and your brother run and your younger sibling runs in and you're like oh I want to play I want to play so you hand them the controller and even though they're not really affecting what's going on, they still are technically playing. It's kind of like that. Everything um, you
2: described to me is utterly unrelatable. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm an only child. What do you want from me? I'm also <laughs> an only child. Brandon <laughs> didn't play Sonic. <laughs> never, never mind that. So all right. So here's what. So here's uh, a scenario that has happened. So in the boss fights, you there are these like little missions you can do during like certain during boss fights, as in like oh defeat the boss with this ability or defeat the boss without jumping, hovering, or my personal f- favorite, defeat the boss without taking any damage. As long as Kirby is the one who doesn't take a hit of damage, but oh. your co but the co op can take as much damage as they want, you still get the point. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's definitely like that. But outside of hey, so outside it, it of really,
2: that, it truly is Tails. Like yeah. <laughs> Tails tru- can die. That doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, as long as Kirby's okay, you're fine. But
2: how's, 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 how's your mouth?
0: How's mouthful? Are you put. It's your actually mouth kind all of fun. You?
1: It's actually really fun. It's how actually really fun. You put mouth on, ben? What? What?
0: <sighs> Listen, I've seen a vending machine. I've yep. seen an escalator. Kirby's putting his whole mouth on an escalator. Kirby, uh, you know, how many people are walking on that thing. It's a fan of stairs, but yeah. Escalator,
1: a vending machine. A <laughs> car. Well, we all knew about the car, but. Oh, everyone puts their mouth on a car, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kirby. I mean, yeah, the co op mode isn't the best, but it's really fun to play. It really is fun exploring. It's really fun finding all the hidden wall of D's. It's really fun seeing the town grow the more wall of D's you find. Did and you
3: say the hidden wall of D's?
1: No, waddle, waddle. Of
2: D's. Okay. They waddle. After me.
3: after all this mouth talk, I had to be sure.
0: No, it's fair. Fair assessment. Plenty it's of very, D's go in the mouth of Kirby. for Plenty sure. of D's nuts, too. <sighs> Sorry Ben, sorry. Listen, honestly, I if I had a switch I would have probably bought Kirby by now. Uh it's getting really good reviews and it's like, hey man, it's like it's like another like good Mario Odyssey, like it's a winner. Yeah. yeah that's
1: great. Yeah, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is very it's actually the first time Kirby is in the full 3D. The levels are fully 3D. I mean, you people say but it's Crystal Shards like no, it's still technically a 2D platformer just with a 3D polygon set to it
0: kirby's epic yarn was like the cutest thing ever made oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like kirby kirby will always have like a soft spot of like hey do you want to play like a really fun like not yeah. too challenging game like there you go have some fun honestly
1: it. that's what i love about it because while elden ring is like that's you have this grand challenge like when i left off in Elden ring i got to the atlas to the Altus i don't want belt. every game to be elden ring that would be a nightmare yeah that would be a nightmare <laughs> i want like one
0: elden ring a year that like break my break my face like once a year
1: like so okay so here's saying. the here's the thing i was going to say about that Ryan. So with Elden Ring, it's like I accomplished something. I'm exploring a new region of the map. I'm finding new things. I have tackled a new challenge. This is like here. Uh, there's this daunting task in front of me on the out on the Atlas Plateau. I'm like, oh, man, shit's got to get a wild. I need a break. No, <laughs> and Kirby's yeah. the break. It's like, oh, look, it's cute. Oh, and it's like, hey, it's oh, actually really fun. And it's not stressful. And it's like, man, this it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside i'm glad it's good yeah so definitely uh been playing some uh forgotten land that was really fun uh, i went to Frankenson's over the weekend and um i unfortunately did they did not have the sonic the hedgehog 2 poster that i wanted but oh, i did get a sealed copy of sonic generations for my ps3 so we're all good there you still have your ps3 cool uh yeah i i have ap dude that ps3 is the one that my uh, coworker gave to me oh sweet yeah yeah, and then, uh, uh, Generations is one of the games I had for my Xbox 360, but unfortunately, my Xbox got the Red Ring of Death, so I can't play it anymore. But now right, I can't.
2: But, but you'll get an Xbox One or Xbox Series S in the future, and guess what? That disc will still work on it, and it'll look even better. <laughs> Saying as a person who has played Sonic Generations on his Xbox One, and I can attest, it does look better. Look at that.
1: Technology. That's good. That's good. And then to. And then today It'll I go. went and saw everything, everywhere, all at once, and that's what we're doing today. So that's my week.
0: Woo! Cool. Right. Do you want to go first or me?
1: I'll go because
0: uh, I beat Elden Ring last week, but like it still got its grip on me. But it's finally starting. Like like it's finally starting to release the cra- the clasp, right? Is,
2: is Cyberpunk starting to call you again?
0: No, but <laughs> because I will get back to Cyberpunk. But uh, I did load up Cyberpunk. And I remember I was in the middle of a pretty, like, I'm not near the end game, but I'm getting into it. So it's like, I was in the middle of a mission, like doing real stuff. And I came back in and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) I don't know the controls. I tried to play Fortnite. I also didn't know what I was doing, guys. It was so funny. Because I've been playing nothing but Elden Ring uh, for nothing but, like, for a month straight. Nothing but Elden Ring. So I go to play Fortnite and I'm, like, hitting circle to dodge. You don't. That's not what you do in Fortnite. I'm hitting like 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 the stick to run. I'm like, that's not what's happening. I'm crouching. What's happening here? Uh, I was all goofed up. Uh, but then I played some matches uh, with Sparks and uh, Marty and Sam, friends of the show. Uh, and the first match we played, we got a victory Royale because we're pro gamers. Yeah. Uh, that new season. I can't, that game That game just keeps getting better and better. Like, truly, I can't believe every season, like, they've added uh, sprinting to Fortnite and they've added mantling. So, like, when you go over a cliff, you'll jump over the cliff, right? Instead of just, like, run into it. And those two small things, which are in a lot of modern shooters, first and third person, uh, just make that game feel so incredible. And, like, there's the no build mode, too, so you can just focus on, on just, like, being a pro gamer. And like, bro, we're pro gamers. Like, I feel good playing that game. is so good. And like, and they there's got new the weapons. new weapons uh,
2: they got the new thermal scope. Right. They got like, like a they love. got
0: a cool like like a scoped Ooh. weapon that's like thermal, like the predator. And like, I love the bow. The bow is my favorite weapon
2: in that game. That's might my new favorite. So we, we, I was shooting fools like it was like it was fishing a barrel. <laughs> we got thermal scope's the really the good. Area. And, like, all the other people that weren't us were in a little chasm of buildings. And we were all oh my on God. the cliff. And Ryan has the overall school primal. He's like, oh, they're all dead. <laughs> they're all going to
0: die. <laughs> Have you guys seen the movie Sin City? And it's the scene yeah. of all the women of Sin City shooting down and all the cops. And they're just getting obliterated. That was us in the video game. It was the high ground. We had the high ground so bad. Uh, Fortnite is so fun. Uh, I can't wait to get back more into that season. Uh, I will get back into Cyberpunk. Uh, I am still playing Elden Ring. I am finding all the talismans that I haven't done, all the secret bosses that I haven't done. Uh, still helping people, uh, but not as much. Um, I jump back into No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is the game that every couple months has a brand new update. I love Sean Murray. Sean Murray, who is the, the founder of Hello Games, he runs their Twitter account, and their Twitter account is very sparse with updates. They'll be like, oh, here's a great um, here's a great screen grab because it has uh, No Man's Sky has a really good photo mode, right? It takes beautiful pictures. So he loves to retweet photos, but that's about it. But every couple months, he'll he'll just post an emoji. And everyone's like, okay, this means it's a new update's coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's always like the next week, something comes out. So uh, last week, he put up a pirate flag. And everyone's like, Sean, are you What does this mean, Sean? Pirates? What does that mean? It's like, yes, we're bringing pirates to the game. So, uh, there are now outlaw space stations. Uh, there are outlaw ships. You can now have squads. So, instead of you just being a solo flyer, you can have like Star Wars squadron style, multiple ships that you can like control, basically. Um, mm-hmm. they add a new base building. Uh, they added um, smuggling. So, you can go to these outlaw stations, and if you buy smuggled items and bring them to regular space stations <clears> and don't get caught, you will get like 10 times the reward because you're actually smuggling. And you can make a lot of money that way. So that's what I spent all day doing today is being a bad person in this game <laughs> where you're not allowed to be a bad person. And it's like, guess what? Now you can be an outlaw bandit guy. And I'm like, God bless you. They added bounties to the game so you can go like hunt people down. And I'm like, man, I'm. they took me out and I'm right back in it.
3: Um, i amazed at amazed at the success story that No Man's Sky became.
0: And like, I just like, and I, and- you know, on the PlayStation, like, like main page, you have all the games that you recently played. And I look at Avengers and Avengers keeps p- going further and further down the list. And I'm like, no man's sky is a small team of like, like they're like a dozen people. They probably expanded since then, but they, that game started with like a dozen people. And every couple of months they revolutionize that game. The same way Fortnite does with hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is Avengers doing this to its fans? <laughs> like it's, I know v- making video games is really hard. Like, like it's in a pandemic. But when there's so many other studios doing these incredible things, I'm just like, oh, this one's just done. Yeah, they just don't
4: I, up to the I just it's I wanted to want
0: believe it. in Avengers so hard, but like <laughs> we are this Wakanda came out like six months ago. That was the last cool big update, and I'm like, yeah. I
3: I, I saw you retweet that they had they announced like a new costume, and you're just like, great. <laughs>
0: What am I supposed to do with this? Literally every week, there's a new MCU costume. Last week it was the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, uh, costume, and this week it was the original like Thor, Thor, and like man, looks great. What am I gonna do with it? Yeah, like maybe put those resources somewhere else. Like I, I don't make games. I know it's hard, but like I just feel so bad for that game because I gave, I tried so hard, but like I keep coming back to it, and there's just nothing to do.
2: Great campaign, but
0: yeah, great campaign. Um, and now that studio is moving on. Uh, well, moving on, still working on Avengers. We'll see, but they're going to make mm. a new Tomb Raider game, so like, That's right. so Avengers I think is in a final death nail, and that makes me really sad. And then everything else I did this week I did with him, basically. No mess. So
2: All right, uh, I started most of what I'm about to say that I watched. I watched while I was packing. First thing is that I started watching Sonic Boom because Brandon Ooh. had a conversation with me about Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons, and I was like, I guess I should just go watch some Sonic Boom. That's got like, That'd like be great, a good like packing the one. great theme song, right? No, no. Which one? Sonic Boom.
4: Damn.
0: What the Sonic Boom's in the.
2: Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so Sonic Boom is like the the newer cartoon. Um, it was the it was based off the like reinvention, reimagination of Sonic and his friends, what they look like, and everything, and that a game landed to mixed success depending on who you were um but the cartoon is cool it's it's definitely aimed at the young audience and you can feel it but there is some pretty humorous writing that i picked up on yeah he even in a, the first he few episodes a, he has a cool bandana yeah. oh that's not gonna
1: work that's sonic's got
2: his cool bandana <laughs> knuckles is really 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 tall he's like big. the rock yeah um yes knuckles I mean, that
1: you can actually see his fingers
2: it's a very different interpretation, but it's, it's cool. Um, I, I like the humor it's, it's entertaining. It's a good like background show for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm not a child. So not everything about it is like a plus content to me, but, and, and like not, that's not, that's me being a little reductive. It's just, it's not as fully fleshed out with story as like other cartoons that I would watch, like Craig of the Creek or something like yeah, that, yeah. where I'm like, there's a lot of meat here, even if you're an adult to, to chew on for, what it's doing with its characters like sonic boom's on that level sonic boom is more on the like there's some pretty witty humor here but this is mostly aimed at like the younger generation that's okay um so i watched a little bit of that and that was fun but i also had really been having a craving for a while to watch the lego batman movie because of the batman and talking about it and thinking about it and i was like i want to go back to the lego batman movie so i went back to the lego batman movie and as a surprise nobody that's still a great movie something Um, in the lego zoe zoe kravitz playing Catwoman for, for like three seconds. lines in Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hacking in Meow true. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I forgot about that line. Yeah, I forgot until I saw it
2: too. I forgot she said Meow
1: Meow at, every, at the end of every scene. I am flying with Guffin Airlines. We're going over Gotham City right now. I really, there's a the joke in that film that I always remember. I, I can't recite it, but it's because
3: it's, 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 that Galathanakis is the Joker and he's hijacking the plane and he's uh, and he lists off all of Batman's villains. And he's just like, you made some of those up. No,
2: I didn't. At Google. <laughs> yeah. I, I also love when he's like, I'll be taking over the city. And he's like, mm, what do you mean? Batman will stop you? No, this is a foolproof plan. And he's like, what about the two boats? And then he's like, this is better than the two boats. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that pilot. Lego Batman still a banger. Highly recommend revisiting it. And I finished Lego Batman while I was packing. And I was like, hey, you know what? I want to watch the Lego movie. So I watched the Lego movie. Good movie, too. It's banger. It's great. (laughs) And I finished the Lego movie while I was packing. I think you see where this is going. I watched the Lego movie part two, the second part, and uh, really enjoyed that. That one was the first time I'd watched it again since theaters. And I Mm -hmm. forgot how solid of a sequel that was. Uh, like i knew i enjoyed it i i I remembered but i didn't remember like how much i enjoyed it i didn't remember that there was a whole song where she's tricking batman into marrying her called i'm just not that into gotham city guys forgot all about that song is that Uh, tiffany haddish yep yeah Yeah. i forgot i forgot all about the bit where where bruce willis is in the vents and it's like i just like hanging out in vents it's not like i live here i have a home (laughs) just keep going <laughs> all right. Great, great rule of three Bruce Willis bit in there. Um God. that yeah. he
3: voiced, right?
2: Yes, that is Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh just just a lot of fun. That movie is a lot of fun. Um solid follow-up to the original. Uh I forgot all about uh, this song is gonna get stuck inside your head. Oof, mm. What a great time. this
3: song's gonna get stuck inside you. This song, yeah, gonna... yeah. Now it's stuck uh, in my head, you just said that.
2: Yeah. I I really enjoyed just having those on again while I was doing some packing just great good time very happy I'm it made me sad all over again that like the Lego franchise just kind of died yeah
4: Mm -hmm.
2: like I didn't want them to like make one all the time but I definitely didn't want them to just stop they made Ninjago Ninjago I enjoyed too yeah it's definitely like it's definitely like the bottom of the four but it's not bad still enjoyable still a great time and i have no investment in ninjago and i still enjoyed that movie so that, like, that, that
3: movie has my favorite joke in all the movies which is the what about surprise no that's Fusion ninja surprise <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that's a very good joke <laughs> you're right um i do want to acknowledge hey mag hey grayson thanks for being here hey guys uh, hey guys right. so yeah it just made me sad all over again just like um re-watching in like uh uh, Queen, whatever, Wanana- Wananabe, uh is uh, when there, you can see like the thumb smudges on her plastic. That's how good they did of the animation. And I'm like, man, they should make more Lego movies, <laughs> even if it's not like a, a Lego movie part three, like yeah. just more diverse Lego things. I want more of that. That was fun. I want those kind of parodies. So it's a, I, it's a bummer. I forgot something else I did real quick.
0: A new comic came out involving the X Men, and it was called X Men uh, 92, House of 92. Uh, it is the Krakoa version of X Men '92. That is basically a a a '90s retelling of Hox Pox. Um Really, ref- really fun. I was gonna say refreshing, but it kind of was refreshing because most of like the Hawkpox stuff, uh, even like the Dawn of X stuff, now was like kind of like serious stuff. But like, it's like watching that '90s cartoon. It's like your '90s Hox cartoon, Pox. like. Not, not, I don't mean it in a mean way, but yeah. the water down. Yes, no, yeah. yeah, like it is like it's, it's Wolverine going, I'm gonna get you, bub, and Storm going, oh my goddess, like it's all that shit, but like it hit nostalgia, like, like it could have been really bad. I think it's great, I think it's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, there's a, so we talked about Brandon, who the mystery character who was going to be, uh, because it was like it can't, it wouldn't make sense to make it Moira because Mora is like not a new character. Um, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't remember what happens in that show. There's a character who dies in that show, and I'm not going to say who it is. But there's a character who dies in that show that I don't remember, and they're the character who comes back, and she is the new Moira, and she's <laughs> a different X- and she's a different X Men character. Uh so it is a it is the same story, but in a fun different way. So if you're into that idea, definitely pick it up. Uh yeah, the art cool. is great. It is like it, it is like remember, I, I complained about Marauders. Kind of Marauder's art last week. It was a little too cartoony. This is the perfect amount of like of cartoony uh, comics where I still like it. Um, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. That's I it. have a question. I have a question for
3: you, and then I have a question
0: for Grayson. Um,
3: so for you, Ryan, did you watch any more of our flags this week? I don't, no, not yet. Okay. And then Grayson, play. what is po- Pooter? Pooter was great for Lego Batman. RIP Robin. Does
2: Michael Sarah play a character named Pooter? Michael Sarah plays Robin. Yeah. Michael's here, he's yeah. saying Peter was great for Lego Batman. Oh, I don't know. R.I.P. Robin, I don't know.
3: I don't know what that means.
2: I don't, I don't, Sorry, Grayson, Grayson.
3: If Grayson, if you can elaborate, that'd be great. Thank you.
2: Uh, anyway, um, let's see, where am I? Oh, yeah, okay. I, I watched a couple more episodes of. Oh, computer
0: was great for Lego Batman. What computer was great?
2: Is there a computer? You watch Lego Batman, yeah, I there's a like computer character like that. I think that that's he's what he's talking that about. He talks to uses his computer, but like.
3: Does it kill um, Robin?
2: No. Anyway. I'm,
3: we're still confused,
2: Grayson. Right, Grayson. What's mine? Go ahead, Sparks. Uh, Anyway, um, where was I? Uh, Oh, yeah, I watched a couple more episodes of Cowboy Bebop in my rewatch of the anime, which is uh, just kind of when I have like 20 minutes and I can sit down and just watch it. That's the anime I'm watching right now, so I'm back on my rewatch of Cowboy Space Bebop. Space
0: Cowboy. Um,
2: it's, it's obviously still good. I just wanted to do a revisit. It was all triggered by the live action show, but now I'm just like doing it at my own pace. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's just nice to revisit because it had been, Well over a decade since I watched it. Yeah. Um, Solid, solid show. I forgot all about um, the episode where uh, it just looks like the crew dies. And then they do the like next episode preview. And it's like, well, there's no more show. And it's like showing the images from the next episode. But the narrations are like, that's it. That's the end. You don't find out what happens. And I'm like, they just literally didn't resolve that. It's just like, you just pick up on the next episode. I'm like, is that like a what if episode? It just like (laughs) died. (laughs) I forgot about how that ended and everything. Like that did not, I did not retain that. Um, that's the one where there's like a, a fungus ooze thing that's made oh. biting everyone and making them sick.
3: Oh my god, I had nightmares about that episode for years after I watched that. I, I
2: forgot that it was never resolved in the end. That it just, it just ends at like, yeah. yep, they all kind of got screwed.
3: You know, I watched that. I think that was airing around the same time that the first tsunami event invasion was happening, and like. I can conf- feel so in my head, they became like one amalgamous thing.
2: Yeah. Okay. Grayson, uh, Grayson, is can, like, you up, can you pull it? Can you pull it up? Computer was referred to as pewter. Yes, that was very funny. It was a good engagement between Batman and pewter. All, all the stuff they do to accommodate. I disagree. I enjoyed Michael Sarah's like Dick Grayson for the Lego Batman world. I felt it fit right in for what they were doing. I, I, it's not, it's not a serious take on Robin. I thought it played very well. Yeah. Um, uh, personally, lastly, Ryan made a special request of me as we are about to not be living in the same place for a few months. And he said, Before we're not together anymore, I want to send us off with We watched all of the Sopranos in one week. <laughs> <laughs> I want to send us off with the Evangelion rebuilds. So we've watched rebuild 1.111. You, you, you cannot, you, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not. Alone, yeah, we watched uh 2.222, you cannot advance, and 3.333, you cannot redo. Yes. And uh, it, before the next 24 hours are over, we'll have done the last one. We have watched oh the God.
0: first 15 minutes of 3.0 plus
3: 1.0. I'm so happy I can say this now, and you actually know how crazy is that third movie!
2: Oh, yeah, insane, insane, yeah. Um, it's wild to me that you got to the rebuilds before I did, but I, I'm not mad about it. Uh, hey, we got we to do it again for a 300. Uh, you borrowed my Blu-rays for those, right? I did. Yeah, okay, so it's real weird to, like, just already <laughs> to to have, go back to the old cast for the last yeah. one. Uh, because it's the Netflix cast for the Funimation dub Blu-rays that Amazon dubs brought back the original voice actors from the old show, which is cool, but who, boy, that ray doesn't, Hold up! Uh, at at this age, she sound
0: yeah. Like I would say, a lot of the cast is comparable. Like they, they sound they sound similar enough, and they're all yeah. good.
2: But Ray Ray, noticeable, totally just different just age. Just different. Age is noticeable. I remember yeah. what Ray sounded like because I watched the original, yeah. last, like last year, two years ago, uh, and it you just hear the age in it. Did uh, you? Anyway,
3: did you watch the previews? Because at the end of the tra- at the end of the uh, the there's oh, yeah. previews for the next movie. Yes, I love that the preview for the third movie that's in the second movie has nothing to do with the third movie.
2: Okay. Right, because they hadn't, they hadn't made it. I mean, like, they, the only one thing is... I don't want to say it because Ben hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. But Ben's going to have to see it soon because guess what? Our 300th episode is coming up soon, guys, and you know what's happening. Yeah. We're going back! <laughs> We're going back to <laughs> Evangelion! We're rebuilding it.
0: Don't worry, we'll meet again. We'll meet again. Don't worry. I can't
2: wait
3: to watch those again.
0: Um. So, yeah, I got an Evangelion tattoo. I think these movies are really good. <laughs> uh, I think the show, obviously, is like, if you're going to watch anything, just watch the show. But, like, these are these are really incredible to watch because it I, is a good representation of Evangelion, but it's also, eventually, a completely different story. A hundred percent, not even the same thing.
2: I, honest to God, don't know if you can watch the Rebuilding and without watching get the as show. much out of it without... Like, oh, yeah. Like, they yeah. expect you to fill in so many ta- context clues for what's going on. I, I don't know that like you could enjoy them. Yeah. I don't know if you would really like them. Yeah. Uh, because I think you have to know the the context, the history, oh, certain yeah. characters and stuff. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
3: Uh, especially especially there, there's 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 instances in the beginning of the third one where you're just kind of like, yeah, you get this right, and you're like, well, not like, really.
2: It's it's like uh, Ryan and I talked about like um, the, there's a new girl introduced at one point. Ben, yes, um, the new girl. Uh, For me, up to this point, is kind of a nothing character to me because she's not explored enough, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I guess in the context of these movies, she's explored about as much as Asuka is. But Mm -hmm. they give me everything to say that everything I learned about Asuka in the show is still true, so I'm carrying that over, and so I feel like Asuka is fully explored. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Whereas I don't feel that way about the new girl. We still got two
0: hours and ten minutes to see how that (laughs) how that gets explored. Yeah. Um, Animation's great. Um, I will say this is one of the best uses of mixing 2D and 3D animation because there's a lot of 3D animation in these sure. movies, but it looks good. Again, it looks again, so good.
2: Again, the key is mostly for technological yes, things or for like the, the way they invent the yeah. angels and that kind of thing. Like when you're using it, it's, it's 3D, I think is always at the most problematic in anime. I think it's always at the most problematic with humans. Yeah. I think that's when it always looks a little funky, uh still kind of bummed that that's the way we're going with the Dragon Ball Super film. Um, yeah, it's like, unfortunate. I, I, I still think 2D is like, especially in anime, uh, you're you're always going to look better in 2D. Uh, there's
0: just some stuff happening um, that happens in the third movie, and even the beginning of the fourth movie that we just saw, where like, the 3D is, is almost necessary for this kind of stuff that they're doing. Like, there's like, seriously, like, Tokyo Drifts happening with some of this mech shit, and it's like, it's so cool. It's like the end of, Brandon, like end of that third movie mm-hmm. there's just like, you think end, end of Evangelion's is insane? Bro, like they're just like, hold hold my hold my instrumentality beer. Like, that third movie is so stupid insane, I'm like th- yeah, this is what, this is, I love it. I You're like, your yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I can't wait to talk about these movies in depth because I, I want to say so much shit, but Ben I don't want to spoil right. anything for Ben.
2: Right. And I'll and like uh, I will it's, yeah. it's coming soon, guys. We're, 20, we're weeks. twenty episodes away, so very soon, not twenty weeks exactly, because we already know we're skipping next week. Uh twenty-six weeks. <laughs> you will you will hear us very soon. So this is your warning, listeners. Watch Evangelion, watch end of Evangelion, watch the rebuilds. Yes. We're coming for you. And then watch it, our episode two was it two hundred? We're gonna see you in the it
0: ring.
1: It was to episode two hundred where we talked about Evangelion for five hours. Hell yeah, baby. Get ready oh, We're gonna
0: beat that time, baby. Oh. We're gonna start at noon. We're gonna, We're gonna end at midnight. Six hour podcast. Six
1: <laughs> well, hour. Actually, pod- technically, technically, we talked about it for three and a half hours. The news took over two hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. six hours. I hour wonder. Podcast.
1: I wonder if we
3: should do just a a, a a twelve hour live stream. I
0: don't know about that, but what we'll do is we'll just live stream and we'll just go until
2: we stop. <laughs> we'll just well, if this over, becomes- like, oh my god! If we did though, what we would do is we would just live stream us watching the rebuild film no we have a two-hour discussion dissecting it we start the next one two-hour discussion
0: 48-hour podcast
3: this thing clocks out at seven hours so i don't think we can make it
2: god we just do it in two parts
3: that's true all right anything else works Ben's
2: Ben's like i will be dead <laughs> Listen, those movies aren't that—they're not that long. That's <laughs> like we're 52 minutes into this one, and I'm already under the ground.
3: <laughs> wait, wait—the third one ahead. is longer than all three of them.
2: No, it's not. No, the fourth one is. The third one's the shortest one, actually. Fourth the one. I'm one. sorry, I forgot the there's four. One, the third one's actually the shortest. It's 96 minutes.
3: Yeah, the the Grace fourth one. Is, the fourth one is like two and a half, right? Yeah.
2: The fans want it. Look at Grayson, ten-hour podcast.
3: <laughs> Grayson, you're not helping.
2: No, okay. Helping a lot.
3: Shall we get into our bread and butter then, Sparks? If we have nothing Absolutely. else?
2: Absolutely. Yum,
0: yum, yum, I'm done, yeah. Yum, 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 in my
3: time. Right. Oh, I'm so excited to talk anyway.
0: You're telling me there's two spears of longinuses? Sorry, sorry, I can't.
3: Oh, baby. I want to say so much shit. Okay. And he says, purge myself of Evangelion. Because we have some we have some sad news up top. Yes, gotcha. Did Cruel Angel
1: write a thesis? They did unfortunately.
3: Liz Sheridan passed away this week. She is uh, most known, most known for Alf. Um and she was uh, Seinfeld's mom in Seinfeld.
2: Yep. Oh, yep.
3: Yeah.
2: All so of she, they have very limited familiarity with Seinfeld, but I know who we're talking that's, about.
0: That's I love Seinfeld. That's the only role I know her from, I think. Yeah.
2: yeah. All she, all the Seinfeld parents are 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 kicking it recently. It's awful.
3: Yeah, except for um uh is Ben Stiller's dad? No, Ben Stiller's dad's still alive, right?
2: No, no,
3: we, no, we, we talk talked about, about it on the podcast. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's so the are all, all Yeah. They're all gone. Wow.
2: Uh, last year, I think. Yeah. Crazy. All
3: right. But she passed away at the age of 93. Long life.
2: Yeah. Long life.
3: And then Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Man. Passed away at 67.
0: Do we know what he passed away from?
3: No, I didn't say anything. Because I didn't know if he was or, sick or anything. Yeah, he yeah. was sick. Okay. Okay. He was sick. It was yeah, something is for a while. That sucks. He was a wonderful human being and comedian. Obviously, like most people will know him from as Iago from Aladdin. Um, he also is mixed as Spitalik in a, a Superman animated series. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, I was always nervous that something like horrible was going to come out about him. Yeah, because I'm like, please don't ruin Gilbert Godfrey. I know he's like. he's like he'll really like go for it on on saying some shit but like i hope he's not actually got shitty shit that will be uncovered and i'm glad that that never came to
1: light and hopefully never will yeah um i think his legend is um, the Uh, one thing the only like bad thing i remember about gilbert god about gilbert godfrey is when he made a kind of insensitive joke about the tsunami that happened in 2006 but Uh yeah, but you I, I assume you're talking about something much after that. Look, look, much he's a more. comedian. He's a
2: comedian who has definitely stepped in it a yeah. few times as far as like that's questionably racist. Yeah. Um that's definitely happened, but like I mean like so Bob no was ever like really, really serious allegations or anything that that, that yeah, had yeah. to come out. And I was always like I don't know what it was about him, but I was like, I was afraid that like I was like, he seems like he actually can be just a good person too. Yeah. Uh he just like knows how to go for some shit in yeah. his comedy. I really, wanted to, highlight, I really yeah. wanted to highlight, because he passed, a lot of people were sharing it around on Twitter, and I highly recommend that if you have not seen the clip from him in Hollywood Squares, where he has, yep. he is the one square that is needed by both the contestants, and he is trolling the shit out of them <laughs> because he knows they both need him. It's a very good five-minute clip, and you should go check it out. Right. He also played, like, God. What a legend. And I forgot how goddamn entertaining Hollywood Squares actually could be. So I don't surprised. know what show
0: it was, but he played God in some animated show. And I, and I saw a clip of it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. He was like the hand of God. I was like, oh,
1: that's cute. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mag is in the chat saying he had he said the most dirty joke after a bomb joke that we should look into. Okay. And apparently he was also in an Angry Video Game Nerd episode. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. He showed up in one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Real quickly for uh, uh, audio listeners,
3: a bombed joke. Not a bomb joke. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bombed. B-O-M-E-D. Yeah. Um. good. Not
0: good.
3: Yeah, I I really liked Gilbert Godfrey. He had a very distinctive voice. I mean, obviously, I w- he was the Affleck duck for many years. Oh um, yeah, yeah, um, he's like started as the Affleck duck, and then like he's he hasn't been for a couple of years. But yeah, um, Again, because I,
2: of the tsunami thing, they they cut him from that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was why. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So I I really liked him and his voice roles. He was a Yago in everything
1: when it came yeah, to
3: true. to. Kingdom uh, hearts. Yeah, yeah he
1: reprised iago in kingdom hearts Hell yeah he, he did he reprised it that i think he also was iago in the animated series that they did yep. mm-hmm. yes 100%. yeah he was more, he was one he's of those characters only,
2: he's only beaten by one by the actor who played jafar because he also voiced jafar uh he played jafar for the stage show oh cool. which uh ah. gilbert godfrey did not get to do for iago because iago does not talk in the stage show. Oh, um, interesting.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, the, the Jafar voice actor also did all the same appearances that Iago did. Granted, like he didn't have to do as much of a consistent appearance in the animated series, but he did show up. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried beaten by one.
1: Yeah, it was sixty-seven what? though. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. I'm all... Just Go ahead, gonna Beth. say that 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 clip of him when he's at, I forgot what roast it was, but the clip of him yelling "What an asshole!" Uh, That's a horrible impression, but that will live on forever in our memories, and we will that will probably tied to many many soundboards going forward.
2: Hard hard voice to recreate. Yeah, uh, he had he had one of the most unique, very yeah. one of the most unique voices for sure.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
3: I liked him. A, I liked him a whole lot. Um, Aladdin is, is one of my favorites. Um, he's uh, Yago is one of my favorites as well. So,
0: yeah. all right, let's move on. You wanted to hear something real shitty because we brought up Kingdom Hearts. So, you mm-hmm. know how they're like doing like a realistic thing, so that means I'll do like Marvel and Star Wars. You know what that also means?
1: That Are when, they do, Lion- the, the, the that when they do
0: Lion King, oh, it's gonna be well, the live action Lion King. That doesn't mean that. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't they hurt us like that? I'm just saying, well, because saw... like,
3: because wouldn't they? Because if they go to the Lion King world, wouldn't they just look like the Lion King characters again? So it wouldn't matter if it's realistic or not.
0: Um, I just, I just thought somebody made that point. I was like, I just see them.
1: I thought you were going to mention how Sora doesn't have his big banana shoes anymore because that's what a lot of people are pissed but off. But when from. he goes to his that's world, he'll fetish. have them again, right? That's yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: That's what I. I just wanted to
2: bring up big the Lion Big King. feet ain't my fetish, yo. Yeah, big feet ain't my fetish.
1: It's not the feet. It was just his shoes that were big. <laughs> No, well,
2: why, what do you need such big shoes for if you don't ain't got big feet to fill them exactly?
1: Yeah, come on, you've seen, come on. you've seen Goofy's
3: dick feet,
2: we know what you're into. Simple. All right, go ahead, simple and clean.
3: Okay, um, The Flash. So, this is some casting news, but in this in this case, this is some anti casting news. So, Jesse L. Martin is leaving the cast of The Flash.
2: I'm unsurprised. Wow. He's one of the good guys, too. Aww. He
3: uh, He's one of four original cast members that are still on the show. Um, and he decided, I believe that's what they said um, in the article. I'm not watching, so I don't know. And he is leaving to be on an NBC pilot called The Irrational. Um, now, he is leaving as a regular. He will still appear in some episodes of season nine, which is coming out soon.
2: Yeah, I'm sure he'll be, I'm sure he'll still, like, make an appearance when it's convenient and he can, Mm -hmm. because he's still going, like, they're not going to kill off that character. If they were going to do it, they would have done it at the beginning of the season when they said that they did it, but they didn't do it. Um, So it's that bridge has been crossed and we're not doing it again. Um, He's just a character who's increasingly had less to do other than be like, and he's good at it, be the, like i'm i'm gonna give you the father advice here and be the like the good father roles, does his wife like, still have superpowers? Model. yep cool um but like that's that's kind of his presence and because like because she has superpowers and they keep involving her more in stories maybe just because she has powers or maybe because like jesse l martin's just like look if it's not something really important i don't want to be there kind of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. he's basically <laughs> become the stay-at-home dad Got it. because they have a baby those two. Oh, I see. In the story. So like, oh, yeah. So, like, he's the guy who we don't see a lot because he's the one taking care of the kid because she's doing superpower yeah, stuff. Yeah. I watched a- which is cool. That's fine. Like, I'm all for, like, you know, kind of a role reversal of yeah. the gender roles of that kind of thing. It's just Jesse Al Martin's super talented, and so it's a bummer when he's not getting to be used. But let's be honest, Flash has not been up on its game in writing, so it's kind of a blessing more than a curse. Uh
0: I didn't talk about it in my week because like I watched like tons of YouTube like video essays and stuff, but I watched there's this one guy I follow. He does like uh he does yearly like flash in reviews and he reviewed up season seven. And I watched all of like his an hour long review of season seven. Boy. <laughs> Y'all, I'm
2: glad I stopped watching. There's that a reason show. I tell you, go back to legends, baby, because that's where boy, real at.
0: <laughs> like, and I know like without watching the full show in context,
2: but like some of that stuff is just like this is
0: truly awful.
2: So even without watching it, I'm like, oh man. Season seven really does suffer from like again, like the pandemic did flash probably the most. There's so me. many new characters that I'm like, why are who are these people? The flash did the the pandemic did flash pretty dirty. Yeah. Like they had they they had to follow up on the, the storyline of last season because they didn't get to finish it. There's a guy
0: named Chillblade. <laughs> His name's Chillblade. <laughs>
2: He's awful.
0: He's handsome though. He
2: is handsome.
3: Did you have anything more you wanted to say, uh, Sparks, about that? No,
2: I mean this is not the place for it. I could rant and rave. You know how I feel. We know how we all feel. I can't there's,
3: I- uh, there's a, there's a potential. There's a potential world where season nine is Flash is last.
2: Yeah, it's impro- I'd say it's very. Did low. Arrow get to ten? No, Arrow stopped at eight. Oh,
0: then yeah, we should end it.
3: <laughs> I think that. Uh, I know that Grant Gustin was only signed on for, he like made a contract just for season nine. So he did not do a multiple season contract. I think there's a world where season nine is the end.
2: I mean, I think, I think when Tom Cavanaugh was like, all right, like I gotta go, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, I think the writing was on the wall for everybody. Yeah. Um, Jesse L. Martin, I'm happy that he's getting another pilot. He's super talented. He Get should that money. be on other things. Uh, I feel that way about a lot of the talented cast of The Flash. Is that like a lot of the people who are left at this point? I'm like, these are good actors. I trap. I just, want them, I just <laughs> want them to be doing something else at this point.
3: And well, people were like, people were like, yeah, one of us just needs to cast Grant Gustin, uh, replace Ezra Miller with Grant Gustin. I'm like, let the man rest.
2: <laughs> hey, he's been the Flash for seven years. Look, watch, watch the show. <laughs> look, if he wants to be the Flash in the movies, if Grant Gustin wants that, I'm all for it. He's Barry Allen to me.
3: I don't think he does. I think he's ready to go.
2: As bad as the seasons are, I will 100% defend that no matter how crummy the episode is in writing, Grant Gustin always gives 110%. I believe sure. he is always 110%. I'm Barry Allen, and he is committed to that. And like, kudos to him. He's really trying to kill it in a game that's just not giving him enough fair play.
3: I'm sure he's just ready to call the character. Just let the character rest. Come yeah, back for a crossover.
2: If yeah. he was going to switch over to movies, it needed to be like three or four years ago. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Now we're on to some like, actual casting news. Um, Wonder Twins cast K.J. Appa and Isabel May for the HBO Max film.
1: Isn't that K.J. Appa, the guy who played Archie in that? Archie movie? in Riverdale. He still oh. does. He didn't. He still does. Oh, mm-hmm. that's still going. Wow. Yes. Dude they,
3: dude, they just time travel.
0: Yeah, they're superheroes now. they have, like, super, yeah, no. they have superpowers. There's, it's just the
3: comics now. Like, it's truly there's insane. Like parallel dimensions, yeah. magic, time travel, superpowers. It, it got wild, man. I'm Dude, actually there, sad I'm not watching.
0: There's two Damn. series that I'm thinking of doing. That I'm actually thinking of doing when I move, when I have more free time. One is watch all of Naruto and catalog it, and then watch all of all of Riverdale and catalog it. Um, like, like skipping filler. For Naruto, like
2: 147 episodes of filler just in Naruto.
0: Yeah, I know, but there's like 700 episodes, and I'm like, that's a decent even number.
2: Anyway, <laughs>
0: Riverdale. Um, it sounds so batshit crazy enough where I'm like, I think I'm back on. Like, I think yeah. I like I want to watch this trash fire because it seems like everyone knows what they're doing. Like, they know the show they're making. It um, sounds
3: like what Once Upon a Time wish it, it w- wishes it was, at the end.
0: Like I like like I love like again I love Twin Peaks I love a good like silly soap opera. Uh. So like if it's like really ridiculous, I'm like I've seen the clips, like it it is stupid. Yeah. Uh, I I I could be in, I could be in. But
3: the 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 it was crazy because like it, it like slowly got there because like they first introduced the hood, which is an Archie superhero. Yeah. Um, they introduced they introduced him as like a serial killer within Riverdale, like so like Raina's okay. Back.
4: Yeah. And and then
3: they and then they were like and and then like the next crazy thing they did was jump the show five years. When they when World War Three broke out, and yeah. then they then they did like uh Sabrina crossover because Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was canceled, and then they then then they have superpowers, and then parallel Dimensions. No, parallel dimensions came first, then superpowers. Yeah. Um, Archie is dead in one of the parallel dimensions. Um,
0: it's it all sounds exciting to me.
3: I'm so I'm like, I like every every new thing about Riverdale that comes out. I'm like, I think I might give you a
2: shot. It sounds like I'm a good time. I'm so sorry, but I forgot what we were talking.
0: Riverdale.
3: Just no, Riverdale. no,
2: no, no. The, the Wonder Twins. Of what he's Wonder cast. Twins. Thank you, because I don't Wonder care twins. about Wonder Twins. So.
3: so, so, so here's the thing about Wonder Twins. First off, I forgot this was happening. Um, it is an HBO Max original film, um, the Wonder Twins have only been in, in live action, I believe, in Smallville. Prior to this, um, they were teased in Crisis on Earth. Never happened. Um what kind of water. The other thing, the, the the big thing is, I'm shocked that they didn't cast Asian leads. Yeah, I'm
2: shocked about that too.
3: For decades, they've been Asian coded.
2: Yeah, if
0: not flat out cast as Asian, and that's yeah. like one of the reasons where, like, I didn't. I like this is one of those things where it could be like, you know, like, um, th- nobody cares about this this franchise, so they could turn it into something beautiful, something like you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad, something like that. But if you're not even gonna do anything like original with it, you're just gonna cast a bunch of white people. I'm like, I'm even less interested in that.
3: Like, you cast the you cast two of the whitest people.
2: I mean, like, yeah. even if you're not gonna cast Asians necessarily, like, just don't cast white people. And it's yeah, just like, like, like I, give it to give it to anybody else. Like again, like I'll wait.
0: i I am so far just like super disinterested. I'll wait for the trailer. I'm like, oh, they're doing something cool here. But like, until then, I'm just like.
2: Yeah, this isn't good. This isn't it. Guys. I've never liked the Wonder Twins. I just
0: I've never seen a thing
2: that I enjoyed them
0: in. Yeah, ever. you're gonna have to really do something like subvert my expectations and do something like you know, like the Lego movie. Like
3: I would be more interested in it. here's the thing. The Wonder Twins are aliens, so like I kind of understand that maybe the idea was like we don't wanna we don't wanna get into like Orientalism because they're supposed to be aliens. But like you can do you can not do that. Uh you can you could just you can just not do that and still cast Asian leads. Right. Um
2: I it, mean like it, all Klingons aren't black, but they are.
3: Right. If you if you cast two Asian leads or two uh, uh people of color in the lead, not even like the same, like whatever. That's something that I even got. Um, i my interest. I'm like, okay, we well, you know with the right with the right script with the right director, like this could be really something. But because you've 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 walked out of the gate for Wonder Twins with this, I'm less interested.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna anyway. see.
0: Who's directing this movie? Because if they, I, I so don't care right now.
2: Hmm. While well, he's um, looking that up, Brandon, what's yeah. the next bit of news? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Blue Beetle cast. Right. Um, we talked a little bit. I think like two weeks ago that Sharon Stone was in uh, talks to be Victoria Cord, and, yes. and that role went to Susan Sarandon.
2: Yeah, I'm so kind of bummed about it.
3: Susan Sarandon has been cast as Victoria That's Cord so in Blue Beetle.
2: I mean,
0: Susan Sarandon is incredible. Definitely, kind of would have liked Sharon Stone. She's got sure. more of a bite. She's got such a bite that I don't think we see enough of in movies. Uh, like we see, I think we see more Sharon Stone than, than or
2: Susan Sarandon than Sharon Stone in like big movies. And I'm like, yeah. that would have been cool. Sharon Stone just hasn't been on the scene in a big way for a while. I, yeah. I was kind of rooting for her for that.
3: Yeah, me too. Um, I looked. I looked this up. Victoria Cord is a new character. Um, it's not a character that exists in comics. Um, the, the rumor is that it's, uh, going to be Ted Kord's wife and not a, just a gender bent version of Ted. Um, sense. so this is basically a clean slate for this character to work, to work on. I'm still excited for this show. I like, for this movie. I like the, I like the, uh, lead a lot for uh, sure. from Cobra for Kai. Sure. So
2: yeah, it's just a bummer. Yeah. yeah. It felt yeah. like a good, uh, revival for Sharon Stone. Yeah. Even though this is like
0: the plot might seem kind of ant man ish. You know, you have the older version and then you have the younger version taking like take over. Like that's still a, a great idea and it works for the character. So yeah. I'm so excited for the blue beebles blue beebles even happening.
3: National treasure news the TV show.
0: <laughs> this is a weird one.
3: The T V show on Disney Plus um has uh well recast essentially um added Justin Bartha um who recently played who originally played Riley and the first two National Treasure films, he will reprise that role in this show. Yeah. So they're set in the same world, which means we're getting Nick Cage eventually, right? Like he's gonna eventually, come back. Eventually. Yeah, cameo. Yeah, I think Nick Cage comes back and like season two, you know?
1: Season oh, two is not as...
0: Season one, uh cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. yeah, season two is secretly National Treasure three. We just they just can't legally say it.
0: Man, that'd
3: be so funny if that if that if that like screenwriter or producer or whoever's doing the show, if it's the same one, just like this is how I get it done. Has, this is how he, I do it.
2: Has Nicolas Cage ever done a TV show?
3: He was going to so no, but he was going he was attached to a Tiger King TV show. Well, he was I remember, going to that. Play I
2: remember that he was attached to that, but he's never done a t- television. I don't show, think so. Right? No. Uh that would be cool. That would be cool if this was like a Nick Cage TV show. That would be fun.
3: Yeah, I think oh, he... We know that Catherine Zeta-Jones is the lead in this one. Um, I would like to see him be in this. And it, it feels like to me that he's probably Jones to do a TV show. And he does want to come back to National Treasure. He's, he's said he, how much he is upset that third movie's not happening. So I think this is, might be how, how he does it. Sure. Okay. Sparks, we have our Percy Jackson.
2: Yay. Yes, we do.
3: Walter Scoble has been cast as Percy Jackson. Now, Ben, I'm sure you're confused. Who's Walter Scoble? Yeah, who is he? He's the kid from The Adam Project. Oh! He's Adam. Uh, cool. So yes, he he is going to be Percy Jackson and Percy Jackson and the Olympians.
2: Oh, good Uh man. They got him at a young age. He's going to be a franchise boy. Real happy for it. I think that's great casting. Um, no shade on Logan Lerman. The, the movie's not very great as an adaptation, but no. Logan Lerman was a perfect casting choice for Percy. Um, he's so good. Very, very. Uh, I, I will always stand his portrayal amongst a not so good adaptation of those books. But super happy for for this guy uh, that he's got it. I think that's that's
3: great. He's very talented. Clearly, I really liked him in the Adam Project. He's, really a, he's
2: a solid age, even more so than Lerman was when he was cast. Yeah. yeah, he's like twelve. I think. Yeah,
3: he's the. I think he's the right age for this role. Especially I, as a TV um, show, you get it out every year. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: I'm still very interested in what they're going to do as far as like pursuing it as a television show format. But um, do you think they'll do a uh, book a season, or I really don't know. Yeah, I think that the oh, God, I mean, I that's, think... that's just the,
0: the easiest way. Like I, I think them,
2: yeah. two. I think the first four could be seasons on like a season one and season two of uh, book one and two, and two book three and four. Mm-hmm. Do you do you not think there's I enough think... meat for a whole season of television? I think it depends on the length of the episodes. I think you're probably stretching a bit, uh, especially with two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one, because you're doing foundation stuff, you could probably make a whole season out of, but two and three, I think are, are easily can be films. So you're stretching a little bit if you're making it a show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that necessarily means that it's the wrong way to handle it, but yeah. Um, I'm just very curious how how and where they're going to choose to condense things. Um, And especially like, because I got to imagine they want the longevity of... uh, Because it just feels too ripe and sitting right there to do what riordan ends up doing to expand the universe because he introduces even more diverse demigod kids once he moves on from percy jackson you get the egyptian kids you get the roman kids that come in and they're a whole diverse group both in their sexuality and their uh race Mm -hmm. uh when they come in for the uh follow-up to percy jackson which again brings percy jackson back to the fold so like there's a lot uh of room there. So I, I really wonder how far they're hoping to take it.
0: I'm sure they're starting with let's do the first book.
2: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I suspect that's true. The other reason why I'm like, I wonder if they do just commit to only the first book for the season is uh, because that movie does exist and like, people are familiar with it and it happened. Yeah. So like, how are you going to, you know, give more of a story. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that the answer would be to like really incorporate again, like they made the second book into a movie as well, but they took a lot more liberties with that one than they did with the first one it's very curious again because like you know mcu everything is six hours oh but
0: that's like that's a disney thing this is a disney right
4: mm-hmm. yeah uh, so like
0: awesome. other other disney shows how how like how many episodes did mighty ducks have because like it could be 10, 30 ducks. Episodes,
2: six hour long episodes like we it could be we don't know i bet we're looking at mandalorian territory somewhere around seven Third, eight. like 30 to 60 minutes like like in that range in seven to eight episodes yeah
3: yeah, I think I think Mighty Ducks was about ten 30 minute episodes.
2: Okay. Yeah. I think they're I think because of budget, That's like the standard I think because I think. of the budget you're gonna need for Percy Jackson, you're yeah. gonna air closer to like the Mandalorian than you're gonna air towards So Mighty
0: like Ducks. standard TV like 45 minute episode. That that probably yeah. makes sense, yeah.
3: Uh this kid's a really big fan of Percy Jackson. He like really lobbied for this role. I'm happy he got cool. it. I'm glad for him.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. I because like there hasn't been a really big like kids franchise like a Harry Potter, really in a while
2: uh it'd be cool if this was like this I, was a big launch point i would love nothing more than to see this series take off in yeah. a big way because like uh riordan's what riordan has done with those books is so incredible because he's made these super accessible books for um because he made it so directly to be able to be engaged with by children that are on the spectrum uh, with autism, that they, they're they able to engage with these characters because they can see themselves in a lot of the characters because that's what he wanted to do with it. Uh, the way he embraces and merges mythology, the fact that he took all his success and launched it into, I know I don't know enough about all these mythologies, so I'm going to help usher in a whole new wave of writers to take on all these diverse mythologies, which is what the Ryernan present series has been doing. That's so and awesome. there's like eight different things that are covering like Mayan mythology, Chinese mythology, like all these things are being covered by these other writers who have a background and history and familiarity with those mythologies like what a success and like Riordan deserves all the praise that Rowling ended up getting like Riordan deserves all that kind of success yeah. because like yeah. he's truly elevated so much awesome. in the medium so I, I'm all for the success of this
3: oh yeah by the way Uncharted beat uh Fantastic Beast in the opening weekend That's yeah it did <laughs> if you, if how, you... Am I, Brandon, how, is that, how am I supposed to feel about that
0: I feel like it... anybody wins <laughs>
3: Well, I'm, I'm. I think we win because now they'll, they'll never make another one.
0: Yeah, but you're saying like Uncharted beat it—that also not great movie that didn't do very well. But
3: how do you? And how do you? Like, how do you, a sane person, open your mouth so poorly that you have tanked your brand so oh, hard that Uncharted, a loath <laughs> film, beat you?
0: It's it's a it's twofold. It's J.K. being a shithole, and it's also you made some bad movies before this one too. It's yeah. it's just a rumdinger.
3: If J.K. you know what I I believe that if J.K. had not opened her mouth, this film would have done at least better.
0: Oh, oh, of course.
3: She she really hurt. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. What a bitch. Anyway.
0: It's true. I don't feel bad about saying it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Some comic book news. I think all exciting. I think all exciting comic books
2: exciting right. i'm ready to vibrate in my chair
3: because i said that i'll go for exterminators ah!
2: <laughs> Leia williams,
3: you're back exciting um exterminators is going to be a 5 issue miniseries from leah williams and carlos gomez leah williams obviously x-factor She's already super stoked
0: which you now all read
3: well i haven't gotten to it yet but it's there
0: that means you didn't read it
3: yeah I'm so far the No, I I'm,
0: still supported it. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> um, it's going to have Dazzler, Jubilee, Boom Boom, and Wolverine. Um, the good Wolverine, not the man. Um, <laughs> name's Logan.
0: that's Logan. She's Wolverine.
3: I'm sorry, Logan won't have Logan in this. Um, uh, they're going to be the stars of this title. It's it, it, he. Does, she describes it as a grindhouse esque story. Um, that will see Dazzler, Julian, Boom Boom kidnapped and put into elaborate death traps by a mysterious new army.
0: Uh, so multiple things. Um, Leia Williams teased this in... It was either Women of Marvel or Marvel 1000, but she did a one-page story of these three characters, uh, basically uh, using all of their powers on Emma Frost to see how powerful Emma Frost's diamond form was. And she's like, nah, I knew it. You guys ain't shit. It's uh, <laughs> really great little one-shot. Um, also, the thing that's really exciting about this book is... Um, Jordan White, who is the editor for the X-Office, he's like, so I'm looking at the the, the the script for this book, and I'm looking at, like, the idea, is this is this going to be our, like, first M-rated book? And she's like, oh, yeah? okay, I can do that? So this is going to be a mature-rated book. Uh so Oh, sorry, X-Force is kind of mature, but this is going to be, like, the first one that's, like, not X-Force, where it's like, no, this is a mature, these X-Ladies are going to burn some shit up. I'm, like, very excited.
3: I'm super stoked for this. I love X-Factor. Um, Hell yeah. Happy to see more of this.
0: Yeah, I up. also I'm really going. love
3: Boom Boom. I'm so happy to see Boom Boom in the title. Me
0: too. I'm glad you guys love Boom Boom, dude. She's so fun. She just loves blowing shit up and drinking. It's like I voted for Boom Boom for the X-Men. Yeah, Me you know too. so what's up.
3: So sad that she didn't make
0: it. Ben, who'd you vote for? I didn't. Yeah, that's what happens in this. Whole, You're part of the happens. problem. You're why, why we didn't get Boom Boom. That's why Krakoa hey, is the way hey, it is. Hey,
2: guys, he had a lot of naps to take that day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just let him off the hook for this one.
0: It's okay.
3: All right. On the DC side. I just think this part is cool. You guys might not agree. Um, so a couple of one shots are coming for, for Black Adam. Um, called Black Adam, the Justice Society Files. The first issue will be Hawkman. So this is going to be uh, exploring Hawkman from the movie leading into the movie. Albus um,
0: Hodge, Hawkman.
3: Yeah. Ugh. Um. Duh, 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 I already said that. So Kevin Scott is writing this. With Ooh. art with art by Scott Eaton and Norm Ratmund, um, the, the basically what basically what's happening is Hawkman has to go up against Gentleman Ghost. I like yeah, Gentleman that's
0: Ghost. That's such an that it, a Hawkman gentleman Gentleman Ghost crossover. Okay, yeah, oh right.
2: man, it sounds like they're willing to make those comics that help fill in stuff in between films. Unlike a certain other comic company, I'm so sure. I'm all for this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And again, well, a weird choice. There's going to
3: be two stories in it. So the other story is going to be written by Brian Q. Miller with art by Marco Santucci and Car Andrews. K A R K A A R E. Kari Andrews. Yeah. Carrie oh. Andrews. Um, oh,
1: still going to work. That's good. Brian Q. Miller. Yeah, he's still yeah. right. Yeah, the last time I've seen his name on anything was, unfortunately, the last issue of Smallville season 11 or, yeah, season 11. Yeah. He got a show recently. You but the last man. Oh, that's right. That was Brian Miller's? Wasn't that Brian K. Vaughn? I thought it was Brian K. Vaughn.
3: <sighs> yeah, you're mixing two people up. I do this yeah. all the time. I'm and so no, sorry. It, it was the first name like, is Brian, so I'll give you really that.
0: that. They're Brian something something. That one's acceptable.
3: Yeah, okay. Um. Oh, anyway, did Brian K. Miller get a show? He definitely got a show recently.
1: Probably. Yeah, he probably did. I just cannot. Is he a DMZ? That. I don't know.
3: Ah, oh, whatever. That's probably also <laughs> K. <Vaughn>. Um. <laughs> Do All right, right, anyway,
2: go Google to you. Do you have
3: Google? <laughs> I
2: have Google. Um, okay.
3: Anyway, this story is going to um, feature ISIS, mm-hmm. not the terrorists. No. Um, there's a DC Comics character named ISIS um, who debuted in a TV show in the 70s that spun off of Shazam. Um, this is going to be so she's so in the movie she's being played by Sarah Shahi. And this is so. ISIS in this in this comic, quote unquote, liberates, which basically means steal, a sacred totem from Intergang.
0: Oh, look at them throwing all these gentleman ghosts, Intergang. Yeah, I
3: really, th- I thought that was really cool that they're just like, yeah, our universe has Intergang. It has gentleman ghosts. Like we're we're good with this. We're we're doing you might, this.
2: You might never show them on the big screen, but they exist, which is yeah. Brian nice. Q. Miller. Uh, is currently a writer on He Man and the Masters of the Universe mm-hmm.
1: oh.
2: and was a writer on Motherland, Fort Se- Salem, season one. <gasps> <Motherland! laughs> Thank also, you, Brian.
1: Also, I think he wrote, um, Rain, he helped write Death of Superman and rain of Superman. The, the decom he
3: wrote Death of Superman. He did not write Rain, right? Mm, got it. Okay, no, wait, wait, Tomasi wrote Death. Yeah, yeah he's he the death. only
2: the only animated film that it shows him credit for screenwriting is Justice League versus Teen Titans.
1: Really? That's yes. a that's a good this that a, a good one, that's a good movie. That yeah, was a good it one. is
2: a good movie. You're but, right. that's, but that's the only one it's showing him right. credit as a screenwriter for. You're right, Maybe It was Tomasi oh, right. who did that oh, well.
3: Oh yeah, it was Tomasi. Hold on. And his most
2: uh, his most recent Comic book, yeah, we, right we can't do this right now. Brian Q. Miller, we can't do this <laughs> right now. Yeah,
0: Multiple it, people on their phones googling. We can't do this. Definitely had
3: a show. <laughs> All right, anyway, that's cool. Good for you, Miller.
0: Yeah, like honestly, like I, Sparks is right. Like, I wish these if you're not going to include like villains in your movies, like, why not have a comic about it? Like, that's yeah, I'm totally in for it.
3: Jeez, Dreamer, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Sparks, you're familiar, yeah. you're probably the most familiar with the character Dreamer of the four of us.
2: Uh yeah, 100%, I definitely am. I'm the OG on that for sure. Cuz I uh, <laughs>
3: the character introduced in Supergirl and then had her comic book debut
2: in DC Pride 2021. Um God,
3: sorry, real quick. You brought up
2: Supergirl. That's who it was about. The queerbaiting discussion. It was about Kara and uh oh, Lena. Uh, Lena, yeah.
3: Okay, got it, right?
2: That is queerbaiting.
3: So, dreamer nyanal character created for supergirl uh ha- introduced in the comic book last year dc pride not in dc pride 2022 however she is going to be making her full dc universe appearance in superman son of kal-el number 13 yeah Ooh. nicole Mains,
0: like, like mm-hmm. if 12 or something i think
3: nicole Mains, who is the uh who is the the actress who plays that character um will awesome. co-write that issue with tom taylor
2: Yes, she's been very hands on about bringing Dreamer into the comic. Tom Taylor is so sick. People shit on him.
0: He's the best. He's so good.
3: He's. <laughs> I, mean, I love him.
0: He's. I would rather listen. I'd rather him write like wholesome, like shit mm. that like that might be a little too like ridiculous than just like than like some of the shit that we get. At least he tries to be like a like a good natured storyteller. Like yeah, puts his heart in the shit, and like he gets shit on so much. It's crazy. Yeah, I,
3: I, yeah. I I agree. I I I do not I do not stand for his slander. Uh, I love the guy. Um Nicole Maines, um I so it is not known if this is going to spin off into a series for Dreamer or other appearances, but it is at this point expected that she is going to get at least a miniseries. I, hope so. I have to
1: expect uh at least a miniseries. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I feel like the bare minimum <laughs> is a miniseries, to be honest. But
3: uh, for those of you who don't know um in the audience, uh she's she's DC's first trans superhero. So that's why this is a big deal
2: yes uh played by a uh trans actor um yeah. so very cool uh they've done a lot of great stuff with dreamer and supergirl i'm very happy that nicole Maines has had such a warm welcome over on the comic side to come work on the character help incorporate the character into the world of comics write the character um she's clearly very passionate about it um she's pretty cool she's a pretty cool person um so i'm i'm real happy for her yeah uh, I, I think it's great. I'm glad for anything that brings more attention to, to Dreamer. I think there is a lot of potential for that character to be utilized pretty well in what the are, What world. Are her powers? So her whole thing is that uh, she comes from an alien race where um, people of her line, generally women, are gifted with uh, the ability, this is why it's a big focal point in the show, are gifted with the ability, uh, passed down for um, they can dream visions of the future, but they can also incorporate the psychic energy that they tap into as something that they can actually wheeled out into the world um so they both incorporate visions of the future as something that they're able to interpret it's it's not necessarily visions of the future they interpret their dreams to try and see what will happen they don't see Mm. the future they interpret very much abstract dream logic and are able to perceive through it what that means for uh, the intended future of other people kind of sounds like destiny (laughs) and from x-men like, she
0: perceives the future in a way like that.
2: Yeah, kind of. That's cool. Um, no, that's because, so,
0: like, like, we don't see that type of, of vision use. It's like, yeah. oh, I see the future. Like, So she cool. she
2: engages uh, with that, and that's how her powers start. And then she's able to manifest the energy that she uses to connect to dreams into an actual tangible source of energy that she can use to, like, like, using guys. Like... And generally, it's more protective power than an, uh, a salient power, but she can be a salient she when she uses the wants dreamscape? To... Yeah. That's it.
3: So that's right. she is also um, oh, the real anth- Go
2: ahead. Uh, real quick. So like the, the whole sticking point, like the cool part of her introductory arc is like her sister hates her because she started born as a boy. Mm. And so she's supposed to not be able to be the dreamer. Mm-hmm. But, oh, that's part of the character in the show too. But she's inherently mm. a girl. That's awesome. Because that's who she is inside. And yeah. so that's who she becomes that's because right. she's trans. And so she is gifted that power. And it creates like this rift in her family because her sister is like, it should have been me. I was born a girl. Therefore, like, so it's like this whole thing. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, she is the ancestor of the uh, Legion of Superheroes character Dream Girl.
2: Yeah, um,
0: uh, that's a that's an interesting retcon. All right, <clears throat> it's cool.
2: Yeah, um, it's it's pretty neat. Um, they do they do a good job of it, and I think that interpretation of like because the power is supposed to be passed down to women, and and how that like it puts the trans stuff real center yeah, yeah, yeah. to who the character is, which I think is really well done.
3: Love yeah. It. Uh, i had a i had a guy fight me on 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 that because i said that Naya Nall was a was a new character created for for um for the c w which it she is and she was like no 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 dream girl this legion superhero. i was like no 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 not the same character not literally Naya Nall. thousands
0: of years in the future yeah
3: that was a fun day all right keeping it in in the same world dc pride dc pride twenty twenty two had its um Table of contents looked at, and a, and a story has been added yeah, from the initial announcement, which is that Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman himself, will be writing a story in DC Pride 2022 with art by j Bone. Okay. Uh, it's going to be it's going to act as a personal story about being an openly gay Batman.
0: I was curious if what it was going to be like if they were going to allow him to do that. I wonder if it yeah. was just going to be like oh it's just like it's just him telling a story about gotham but like it being like a gay batman is like that's all i can ask for like that's that's really great
3: yeah i thought this was really cool i'm glad they said i'm glad that it is now because uh foc hasn't passed yet um because it's really neat that they uh maybe even he came up to dc and was like hey i want to write a story because not a lot of people know he's gay there are so many people who saw his name in this and were like oh wow wait he's old he's Kevin Conroy's gay. We've always had a gay Batman. That's incredible. Um, I remember like a couple of years ago, we found out for the first time.
1: Yeah. Right. I actually keep
3: forgetting that he is, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool that he's, that he's going to like get to tell his story. I'm that's I'm really cool. excited about this. Yeah.
1: Um, me too. too. That's, cool. that's great.
0: They released, um, there's, there's, there's an artist named Sway, uh, uh, who is like becoming like an up and coming, like really popular uh, uh, cover artist. Mm-hmm. uh draws the most beautiful people alive and he's the cover artist for for pride and he released like the 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 layout oh, and yeah. i swear god every one of those people is so hot <laughs> holy shit especially poison ivy that's like no joke maybe the the most the the sexiest poison ivy has ever looked and i'm like that's a cartoon character i can't be talking this way
1: Can are you, you the artist name Sway
0: S-W-A-I. you're or speaking into the deep internet now yes sorry s-w-a-y-s-way
2: um just good. DC's got some good-looking people. Ben's like, I'm yeah. gonna have to look up some of that <laughs> Ivy art you're Listen, talking about. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited uh, for this now. These, um, are always,
2: these are always
0: great.
3: Yeah, I really, I really appreciate like um, when they get to do something like this, and the fact that like DC is constantly not backing away from this. And they're, they're always like, this is important and this is important to them. And it it feels like it is. And this is kind of one of the major positive steps that DC has been doing lately.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I fully agree with you for anyone who was watching, like Ryan and I just say, or smile at each other It's because Luna's sleeping over here and she's got the like hiccup little tiny barks. Cause she's Uh, she's like like sleep barking. Yeah. Cute. And and, uh, like I inappropriately was smiling in that moment. I didn't mean to. (laughs)
3: It's okay. All right. Let's move on. Detective Comics.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say Detective Pikachu.
3: Detective Comics. Actually, the artist for a uh, Blackout, Pacific or Blackout, did the Detective Pikachu um, uh, comic book prequel that Legendary put out for the movie.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Um, so, Mar- uh, Mariko Tamaki is leaving Detective Comics, and Ram V is taking over. Ram V will be joined by Raphael Albuquerque and Dave Stewart, oh, as as of. Issue 1062.
0: So this has been an interesting week for Ram v because early in the week, Ram V saying I'm doing a new book and it's announced it's a Batman book. And everyone's like, God damn it. It's another Batman book. But people didn't just assume he's taking over a Batman book instead of it being another one. Right. Um, yeah. They've already released two of the covers and they look like the Savage Shores covers. Uh, Like truly, like I'm not just saying it's some of the most beautiful covers Batman's ever had. And the book's not even out yet. Um, Ram The v second is one
3: such- is the second one is J.H. Williams
0: oh Jesus very I, good it's too good like Chip Zdarsky is a hell of a talent Ram V coming on the Batman is 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 a different story this is a dude who is like not that Chip Zdarsky thought he's a artist that dude gives it his all and like I I've never been more excited for a Batman book in a long time like truly I can't like the fact that he took it on again something like Chip and Ram both doing Batman at the same time this is going to be the best Batman's ever been I mean, what a doubleheader. Yeah.
2: I am very excited about this. I think this is great. Uh, a Ram V mainline Batman comic is oh, like, yeah. the, the, what a, what a treat this will be. I have to admit, I am a little sad yeah. that nothing, uh, ever seemed to hit. Like you need to be reading this from Mariko Tamaki's yeah. stint on Batman, which is, is a bummer. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Didn't they have the Dan Moore art too? <laughs> mm-hmm, in the beginning. Yeah. I, I've heard nothing but fine things about
3: right, about both, exactly. uh,
0: both, both runs currently happening right now. They've both been fine. Uh, which I guess for Batman, you don't want just fine, you know? Well,
3: I right. think what's So another thing that's really interesting about this. So Ram V and Chip actually doing these Batman books um, is really exciting just in general, because this is kind of the, the two most, the, the two powerhouse creators tackling, tackling this. This is also something that I suspect is, is coming uh, is like a new wave at Marvel. I think Marvel is getting rid of exclusive contracts. Yeah. I think that what, I don't think they care. Because I think they, they like it. They want Marvel They want Marvel writers to write at DC, to write at Image, to write at Dark Quest. They want that, you know, write wherever you want. Yeah. And I think DC is the, is going to be historically the one that's just going to drag their feet on maybe,
0: no, exclusive contracts. It is It is interesting because uh, Chip Chipsidarski Okay, so the people that I know right now who do have Marvel exclusives are Jason Aaron and uh, Donny Cates. Yeah. They're exclusive to Marvel. They can do independent stuff, but they can't do DC. Chipsidarski. Was signed at Marvel exclusively, mm-hmm. and then something changed, and now he's doing twenty-five books at once. Um, I don't know if that was a Marvel thing or a Chip thing, but I think you might be right. I think like the exclusivity thing is not as there's like who can we get? Who can we get right now? Like yeah, I don't think it's Spider-Man important to Marvel. Yeah, I
3: don't think it's important to Marvel
0: because they because like it's everyone wants to write Spider-Man. Like you can get people to write Spider-Man. You don't need to sign on, them down.
2: On that note, I'm just hoping that because it was a big deal for Mariko to be able to take over Batman, yeah. I hope something just as sizable that maybe gets more buzz and yeah. play uh is on the horizon for her whether oh, yeah. that be at DC or Marvel. Um more more just like it again very great to have Ram V. Very yeah. excited yeah. for that. What a treat. Uh but we are talking about like oh man we really want like you know more diverse writers on these I mean Ram is, I mean Ram V is them. a diverse writer No it? no no for sure. No for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> But I know you No, you... I know what you mean. No, I know. Yeah, what you yeah. mean. I know.
0: But the thing but also the thing is like we do this want isn't... we do want diversity, but if the
2: book isn't great, that's not one hundred percent. Like it's not a it's not a uh, th- th- it's not me like saying like oh this is a bad decision because of this. Yeah, it's me saying like I hope there's something else good on the horizon. Like you know like yeah, this wasn't uh, and that's kind of like a a out with a whimper. We're not going to see a Mariko get to take over oh, something yeah, yeah. something big again for a bit. She... Like it's back down to lower level no yeah she
0: is a prominent writer right now so like i am not worried about yeah. her getting another book yeah and again like batman is, is but i book. want another big book yeah, yeah yeah um i mean isn't she doing like a wonder woman book right now like i don't know
3: i don't know if she's doing a wonder woman but i was actually just thinking that perhaps she goes on to wonder woman
0: yeah oh no because i just i just i'm picking up trial of the amazons it's, it's becky one. right woman. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. i mean she had the so marika tamaki i've been re- i read most of her run I fell very far behind because they started double shipping and then they went weekly. Um so it became very stressful on my wallet. Um, yeah, um,
2: it's hard when it's like that. That's that's yeah. one of the reasons I was like, I gotta just stay away from that one. Sorry. Yeah.
3: Um, but they she she was start she was doing this like Shadow of the Bat, like big epic, like eight issue weekly series that I think probably was was meant to be like her her like big like out with a bang moment. Um, but that that weekly shipping for it just oh that that really hurt my wallet I had to, yeah, I had to drop it unfortunately that's
2: for anybody like it's, yeah. it's very hard to keep up with no matter how much you like a book
0: you like that's what I like I was spider-Man Beyond's weekly and, and I and I dropped it after three weeks because and, I just can't do it and honestly yeah. more
2: more often than not like we usually hear that it ends up like pushing the artists a little too hard or on the back or end.
0: you have different artists for the entire run so I mean I mean I mean, I
2: mean even the writer like there's the yeah, yeah. Of, like you you're, you're they, they end up getting like pushed if it goes on for too long yeah. that way like it's just not the way to I don't yeah. the way to run things no weekly is never agree.
3: Yeah, V yeah, coming on Detective Comics got me very excited though um, just a little bit about his story um, It's going to, so the first arc is going to be a four part story called Gotham Nocturna which sees Gotham City playing host to a quiet invasion of demons who have been lured out uh, due to a strange melody uh, he's spoken about his his run and his, this specifically being very opera inspired Ooh.
0: Uh, so Ram had a book called Blue and Green which is a music inspired horror, horror book um, and that is very much about how music uh, can be scary and, like, how, like, m- like God, I, can- I-, I wish I could show you the book. Like, like, uh, like, music sheets are, like, pages in the book and they turn into things and it's like, like, this is one of those runs where I'm like, Batman will always have a book. He'll always have a hundred books, but he will never have, like, a Ram V book all the time. And this is one of those situations where, like, this is going to be like Grant Morrison coming on the Batman, like, sure. like again. I I don't mean any offense to anyone else who's written them, but it's just like this is like when like an, like an artiste comes onto a movie. no 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 for sure. And I'm just like, he's not a guy
2: again. Like Chip, he wouldn't take on this book unless there was something. The thing special. is, the thing is that you always know when someone like Ramsey is stepping on, you know they have a vision. Yes. And yeah. you're about to, you know, you're you're about to be treated to much like much like you know when you go in to see the movie we're going to talk about today, you know you're going to be treated to a vision of something. absolutely. Yeah. It's not just like. It's not just made to be made. And it's what's, made to
0: say something. And what's nice is, again, like I probably wouldn't be as enticed. Well, I I, I would read it. But like if this were just another Batman colon Nocturna whatever, and it's just another miniseries, I probably wouldn't be as invested because it's for MVI Wood. But this is the main title. So this is like this is the canon thing that happens next in the Batman legacy, and it's this guy. And I'm like, I'm there. I'm, I'm there. Right. Hell
3: yeah. Yeah, I need to find room in my pull list to pull both Batman and, and Detective soon. Oh,
0: I cut my pull list so good. It's just like... X-Men, I don't even know what else
3: anymore. <laughs> Super, Super, um, Sonic, LL. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, the the for me right now, the uh, uh Radiant Black universe keeps expanding. I'm just like, give me more of that, please.
0: That's like its own little X-Men universe, yeah.
3: Yeah, I love it. All right, that's up for comics. Real quickly, uh, Nimona, uh, we talked a lot about how that book, how that, uh, it's a comic book that was turned into an animated film at Blue Sky. They said it was about 75% completed. Uh, and then Disney put uh, the kibosh on it, uh, was not going to release it because they shut down Blue Sky and various other reasons. They chose not to adopt it. But the film uh, seems dead. It is now alive again at Netflix. Oh,
2: that's nice.
3: So Netflix picked it up um, and will be uh, completing it and then distributing it.
2: It's nice that the work that was put into it is not for nothing. Yeah. Especially because it was like so close. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, the cast also returned. So very cool. Great, love it. And then Casper is getting a new TV series. Casper the Friendly Ghost. You guys remember that? I do. Peacock is developing a live-action Casper TV series from Kai Yu Wu, who was a writer on Hannibal and The Flash.
0: When I think of Casper, I think of Hannibal. (laughs) Uh, He was... I'm into it.
3: Hold on. He wrote two episodes of Hannibal. Oh,
2: okay. Hey, so, that's least, g- hey, that's still at least hey, that's two at least two great episodes there of television no, because every episode yeah, is great. There's no bad Hannibal episode. So
3: sure, he wrote 26 episodes of The Flash, and he recently uh, developed something on TV, but I, I forgot the title of it.
2: What what time frame are we talking on the Flash here? Early. All right. Well, then they they were were... that's probably pretty good.
3: Because <laughs> um, I wanted to look at that too. Anyway, so Casper um, will see it will be a horror adventure show that reimagines the origins of Casper. A new family arrives in Eternal Falls, and Casper uncovers dark secrets that have been buried for over a century.
2: Hell yeah!
0: I I honestly like I don't care about Casper at all. Like I could be I'm into this. I think I could be. I think
2: this. I think that original movie's great, and then it it pretty much. It, I like I like other things because I I like Casper, but like yeah, it, it balances out there. Like I think that original film is good. Um, I have
1: fond memories of old Casper cartoons and watching that movie. Yeah, the old, the old Casper, Casper
2: cartoons are like they're, they're fun. Definitely like you know they're fun. Yeah, especially
3: um, the one where Richie Rich gets run over and then becomes
0: Casper.
2: Yes, uh, but um, I, I'm all for like I I think it's a good time for a new version take on Casper. And even
0: like not that it's going to be like mature, but like not, like, not, like, totally kitty, like, a little more, like, a little, like, PG-13, maybe, like, goosebumpsy. like, I could, I could get into that.
2: Brandon agrees. Oh, sorry. I had such a crush on Christina Ricci because of Casper. Uh,
3: Oh,
2: yeah. I had such a crush on Bill Pullman because of Casper.
3: All right, Very true.
2: He is, I don't think he's ever looked better. No, I don't think so, either. I think that's the best he's ever looked, with, with full-blown dad bod going, and still the best he's ever looked. He definitely has fun in that movie, for sure.
3: I really mm-hmm. like that movie. Uh, okay, oh, it's man, also really sad at the no, end. On, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, he's got the, the part here. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Right, the the, the big dad. glasses. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. All right. Anyway, Ben's like, this homosexuality. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm too straight for this.
1: No. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. well,
3: <laughs> I'm kidding. Trailers.
0: Trailer time. Tea park
3: uh we won't talk a lot about this, but how wild is it that Godzilla is coming to Call of Duty?
0: It's not well, it's not as ex- exciting as you think, Brendan.
3: No, it is, Yeah, it is Godzilla and Kong. They no, are this is you- i I I'm just hugging to Sparks' point because he said we don't know that yet. All right. Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone season three classified arms. This is the trailer we watched. And it does end with the orca sound from the Monster Verse, from King of the Monsters and Godzilla's Roar. Um legendary, this is going to be a crossover between Legendary Pictures and Call of Duty that's going to put their Godzilla and their Kong into this game.
0: So, uh, they're just gonna be in the background. You're gonna be shooting dudes while they're in the background. That's all it is. Attack on Titan's been in this game, Rambo's been in this game, Call of Duty's been in this game, it's just, it's it's gonna be cool. Uh, none of us are gonna play it because it's just gonna be a map you play on.
3: See, I didn't know any of that. So you say Attack on Titan was in this game? That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Brandon, like, I wish you knew more about before talking about this because this is going to be literally nothing and none of us are going to play this. It's not going to be very cool.
3: Are you should sure always take it off then. All right, moving well, on. Well,
0: I thought. Well, I didn't. It's going to be you're going to be playing Call of Duty while okay. Kong and Godzilla I, fight I, each other.
3: Um, I understand. Okay.
0: Because like you could play as like John McClane and Rambo in that game if you want. And and Aaron from. So Attack wait,
2: but America. my my question is, can I play as John McClane fighting Rambo while Godzilla versus Kong are fighting in the background? Yes. Okay, I'm going to play this.
0: You can. do our father call of duty crossovers aren't very cool our father who are in heaven boy talk about uncomfortability
3: I heard about the story which is why I put this which is why I put this uh uh documentary ser- documentary on here because uh, I remember when this when this was released the story
2: do we know where the line is between like who's a performer in this and who's actually the real people
0: uh yes yeah, you are seeing uh stage stuff yes yeah for sure all of them? No, no. no.
2: Like so, uh, I know we're seeing stage stuff yeah, in certain things. Yeah. I'm asking like the people who are saying like this is what happened to me.
0: That's those are real people.
2: Are those are the idea. real people. Yes,
0: yes. It's it's like I like uh, like murder mystery shows where they do like reenactments. Where you have because they're doing talking. some of the stage
2: stuff with them. Yes. That's why I'm like yes, I'm I'm not clear on where the line is because I can tell what parts are staged. Yes, I just didn't. I was like, but some of the stage parts are involving the people. Who are talking about it. and so I'm like, did they get the people who are talking oh. about to do the stage bits too? Maybe interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. At first I was like, is this like one of those faux documentaries, or is it like something that because it said Blumhouse documentary? I was like, but Blumhouse, they make horror films. This this is a horror film, bro. It's a real life horror film. Yeah, it is a real life horror film. Yeah. Also kind of reminded me of that movie that Vince Vaughn was in, Delivering Man. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah, it's <laughs> the comedy version of this. That's the I didn't mean to version of this. This oh, is yeah. the oh he meant it.
0: Yeah, so for those of you who didn't watch Australia, trailer, Our Father is the real life story of this uh, of this fertility doctor who got me. dozens of women pregnant with his own sperm instead of their husbands. So there are just dozens of his children running around his twenty five mile radius uh, in a very Aryan way. In a very white, specific well, yes, Aryan way, blue, as blue a eye, blonde hair, uh, while being ahead of a church. Definitely like one of the most insane things to ever happen in a real world. Uh, wild. Uh, I am always
2: fascinated by these kind of real world situations, so like I'll watch the documentary. There's something really funny to me about the stage shot of like the the them approaching the house with the cop like s- like yeah, pushing yeah, yeah. someone back as the king comes down, like he's gonna very like dramatic. kill him or something. It's so like
0: <laughs> like they're looking at the kingpin. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is very dramatized, <laughs> yeah. uh, dr- dramatic. But um, yeah, it's a really disgusting, crazy story uh, that uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch because it's very interesting
3: there is a line in this that uh, says what he did was obviously a sexual violation, but he didn't break any laws. And that's that's chilling.
0: That is so nuts. That is so crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The world's weird documentaries are are crazy.
3: Crimes of the future.
0: So you don't see too much, but uh, David Cronenberg, one of my teenage idols because I grew up watching just the grossest movies ever made. Um, he's back making crazy gross things and it's all I got all your favorite people in it. It's got v- Viggo Mortensen, it's got Kristen Stewart, it's got Leia Seydoux. Uh, I don't know what's happening in it, but there's like people inside like flesh mechs. Uh, looks looks wild. Body horror is back, baby. David Cronenberg's son also makes body horror movies, so like they should make a movie
2: together. It'd be really sweet.
3: David Cronenberg taking a break from Star Trek Discovery to do a movie. Yeah,
2: he's Getting out of space, going into the flesh pits. Cronenberg and the cast makes me interested a little bit. A little bit of the effects is like, oh, okay, yeah, it's low budget. Oh yeah,
3: because it's not. It's it's mostly CG, right?
2: It looked like it. Yeah. Uh, at least the fair chunk of like the stuff that was opening up and in motion that yeah. that looked like a lot of like I, I joke to Ryan that I'm like, wow, this looks like species, like, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, pretty pretty old old looking CGI. Yeah, I'll here. I will take I will take a bad CGI new Cronenberg movie sure any
0: day. The fact it's, that he, it's certainly going to be creative, yeah, because like that dude, like the last couple yeah. movies he's made, uh, which they said, like a history of violence and Eastern Promises, those are just like dramas, or they're really intense dramas, but there's nothing horrific about them. So, like, the fact that he's coming back to, like, yo, we're plugging plugs in the body holes, like, yeah,
2: all right, welcome back.
3: Yeah, speaking of not understanding what's happening, Shin Ultraman <laughs> released a full trailer this today, actually.
2: Yeah, we have no idea what's happening,
0: but I'm hype. Yeah, I mean, we talked about watching. Uh, almost four Hidekiyana movies in two days. So, like, I'm ready for another Hidekiyana movie.
3: <laughs> I think this looks spectacular. I love the old style Ultraman effects kind of modernized. I really, I, I, this is my kind of my first exposure with Ultraman. So, I'm not familiar with her, with his kaiju uh, villains, but I think they all look really cool. Uh, the, the, they're a lot beautiful. The,
2: the CGI significantly improved from the initial look that we got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm happy about it.
3: Very excited. And then Stranger Things 4.
2: Da, na, 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 na. Guys, I thought this trailer
1: ruled. Oh yeah, this trailer definitely I ruled. I like it a
2: lot. I think Robert oh. England's the bad guy. He Did you see he's got the eyes crossed mm-hmm. out? I think he's definitely... Oh my I, God. Think, I think he's the voice of the bad guy is what I mean to say. The voice of the thing we see come down, I think that's Robert Englund.
0: Ben, do you know yeah. the name of the villain? The Lich? Vecna. No way! They're naming him Vecna. Yeah, okay, I don't know if it's true. That's what Twitter told me. Okay, it I is. True. It is.
3: I also know. I also know a spoiler about it. but I don't want
1: to tell you.
0: Well, it, uh, Vecna is the villain of Critical yeah. Role. Yeah. Uh, it's also like Dungeons and Dragons villain, but like most like famously, I mean, they've been Role. doing
1: Dungeons. And, they've been placeholdering Dungeons and Dragons monsters like the Demogorgon, the Beholder. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, the second I see this dude, I was like, that's a lich. They're gonna call him okay. the lich. But now they're calling the Vecna. I'm like, oh, this is even getting worse. Oh, you funny.
3: know, you know what? I don't know if the spoiler is true, um, but that thing isn't from the. From what I heard, that thing isn't from the Upside, upside down. down. It's from another place. It's from our world, who is trapped in the Upside Down.
2: I mean, that mm. makes sense because it's much more human based. Yeah. So I I believe that that's. Yeah, true. I mean, I can yeah. Yeah. Um spoiler. I,
3: yeah, well, the, the, I don't want to tell you the, the the kind of big one in case it's true. No, don't tell um, me do that. Uh, but I also, like enjoy, I also like seeing more wildlife in the upside down. Like we see these back creatures. Like it makes the upside down feel less like a place that maybe a couple Demogorgons and a big shadowy thing exists, but not, and not like a place that actually has things in it.
2: Yep. Man, I'm hype. All the, all the old favorites are back. Stuff looks cool. You got Journey. Good, really good use of 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 uh, a that, separate way. Yeah. That
1: needle drop or that that trailer music. I know trailer music has it can make a break a trailer, but man, the whole time, the whole way they remixed that song into this trailer because it is like the group went their separate ways. There, you got Will and um, L living in a different city, different state, and man, it's just Will. so good. He
2: just can't he can't escape that bowl cut. Oh, takes a bowl everywhere.
3: Poor haircut
2: that 18 year old Uh, child
3: yeah i i thought this looked really great um i'm really excited i I love the the cinematography of this season specifically because there's a bit where it looks like we're in the upside upside down but it's not blue it's red Mm -hmm. yeah that looked really cool i'm excited for that oh
0: yeah this is like all 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 the seasons have been shot well but this one like it took like a step up even more it's like oh man like this is like even though it's like a two season finale like yo, we're putting our all into this one, baby. Like, well, this works. isn't
3: the finale. They got five coming. They got five. Yeah, yeah. what do
0: you I mean? The two-season, like, it's, yeah. it's the beginning of the end. Like, right. it, they shot these things back-to-back, so it's going to look the same as the next season. I mean, it's like, it's a visual step up from the last season.
3: No, they didn't shoot five back-to-back. There's two parts coming uh
2: of season, four. Parts of season four season four season five oh, will then come after oh
0: it. i was assi- oh
2: my bad okay season thought... four is split into two parts and then there will be seasons
0: oh i thought this was the end then no, oh, no, no no i'm happy i'm so much happier then oh god i got a whole nother whole nother two-parter
3: okay that's it do we want to go into our main topic All right, like awesome full spoilers, and I cannot stress enough: full spoilers. If you have not seen everything, everywhere, all at once, do not
0: listen to this or watch this. Even if um, we did, truly, nothing we could say could spoil how the things that happen in this movie. Like for real, honestly, like we cannot explain them in depth how cool the movie is. So I'll say that.
3: I I want, I if you can if, if, uh, go in as blind as possible, and I think yeah. that it's, it is important too. So full spoilers for everything, everywhere, all at once. You have been warned. Skip, pause this, jump ahead, whatever. If you're not seeing the movie,
2: unsubscribe. Wait, that's too far. Don't do that.
3: (laughs) If you are watching this live stream, turn it off. Um, Do not continue Pasco. All right.
2: Oh, man, I was going (laughs) to say.
3: Okay. What do we think about this?
0: What do you think about it, Brandon?
1: I love this. I thought this was incredible. So everyone dies. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, this movie was bonkers with the capital B in a good way.
2: I love this movie so much. I want to see it so many times. I adore it. But Sonic. I'm so pleased. I want to see Sonic now. Uh it's too many good movies. Uh but this is one where like I want to see Sonic 2 because I want to see that spectacle on the screen again. I I can s- I want to see this again, but I wanna I wanna like Live sit with it. it. And then go back to it and like sit with it. Uh, like really, really digest it because there's so much num, 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 num to yeah. digest. Uh, real quick, because Grayson's making jokes about us talking about spoilers. No joke, Grayson, for real. If you didn't see it, there's something they don't give away in the trailer about what this movie's actually about. But I do think it is a better experience watching the movie and not knowing it. And I really mean that. True. Uh, it's not like a death spoiler or something like that. It's literally what the film's actually about. And I highly recommend that if you are interested, don't listen to what we're going to say. <laughs> okay. Now that we're past that point.
0: Uh, I was, I, so this movie got a lot of hype, a lot of really good reviews, best movie ever made, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I was worried going in and the first 15 minutes, I'm like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. And then the movie kept going. I'm like, no, nah, this is the best movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I made the joke earlier before we like Elden Ring, everything everywhere, all at once. Years over, Not, just cancel
2: entertainment, baby. We could just stop. Northman,
3: Northman, North
2: could be great. Could be great. Will it beat this? Tough <laughs> I'm call. just saying, bunch of whiteies.
1: So, like Sparks, you were talking about how this movie, about what really this movie is actually about. I saw a tweet earlier this week about how Encanto turning red and everything everyone wants is really making parents apologize to their children. So, I want to talk about that. Thank you for bringing that up. I want to talk about that so badly. I um, was quick. Damn.
3: As a child of a narcissist, I'm sorry if you're watching this. It is incredible that the, the current crop of show of, uh, of people writing movies are, 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 are not writing story. I get the joke. They're writing stories about parents have to apologize to the kids. No, they're writing stories about real trauma that, Boomer parents put their children through for their whole lives, and they are not shying away from it. And they are talking about it, and they are and they are embracing it, and giving people something to watch. And I think that's damned great. I'm so excited about this era. Of, it's one of the biggest reasons why I love this movie. They're putting preach, their parents
2: preach, or the, preach, land put, mother preach, <laughs> land master mother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're putting sorry, mom. They're putting their parents, they're holding their parents accountable. And, okay, this is gonna, I don't know if this is gonna sound out of left field or not, but yeah, our parents, maybe not our parents specifically, maybe one of ours.
0: No, mine has, too. Sorry, mom.
1: Has put us through hell and back. They put us, they say, and then when we try to talk to them about things, they're like, oh, you're just fine. You just don't have to worry about it. It's like, yeah, we do. And, and seeing that so many other people so many other artists so many other people have gone through this shit and it's finally like yo this isn't okay it's like hell yeah it's not okay and we're able finally able to fight fight back and they're listening and also, to us
0: what's also great because it's something that like how do I phrase this right our parents <laughs> and like the and like Michelle Yeoh in this movie like they also went through trauma growing up mm-hmm. so it's like it's generational trauma and it's it's when you learn to stop when you learn to stop passing the buck Right, And that's what a lot of the movie is about, too. It's about yeah. not just, like, hey, parents need to stop, like, shitting all of your kids. It's like, oh, no, your parents also went through it, too. You need to have a little more sympathy as well. Mm-hmm. Because that's something I definitely, growing up, I, I know, like, being a single mother is hard on, on a person, you know? So, like, sure. growing up, I know my mom did her best. And, like, being an adult, I could recognize that stuff. That's and That's why that-
3: I don't necessarily agree with what Ben was saying. Because, because the... I, an, an, a narcissist is not someone who is just an evil person that needs to apologize. It is someone who suffered generational trauma and is passing down generational trauma in a specific way, uh, a specific, uh, and, and and, uh, I know, I know a lot about that. Ryan knows a lot about that. Like this is, this is the kind of storytelling that I have been dying to see come from my generation. Uh, And I'm so happy we're here now.
0: And the thing that like, because I'm sure there are literally dozens of like, like low-budget dramas that we haven't seen that tackle the subject. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is a hardcore science fiction movie yeah. that also is one of the most like emotionally like resonant movies of the year is a testament to that, how good how good the filmmaking really is. Like yeah. it is. This is like, again, like this is like a once. In, this is like a Matrix. This is like a once in like once in a in a like a year type of movie. Like I. I love this movie. It's so good. It's like, it's, 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 it's so sweet. It's so bonkers. It's like, it is a four quadrants movie, but like truly like it, it it's so relatable to
2: everybody, but also
0: it's so bonkers and interesting.
2: Uh, it's such an insane movie. Like, I can't believe it. I, I just, before we get into like the other stuff of the film, I want to also respond on like the, the generational parent thing. Cause I can contribute to it and I didn't think this was something i was going to bring up today but i'm going to um real quick i want to address that that was not ben's point ben was regurgitating a point that has been made in like article things but not necessarily what ben was saying as a point just the overall like generic press take that's out there of uh that's what this is about um mad props ben I i know what's up um but uh my my we all have it and like mine is um mine's my recently deceased father uh but like um my dad uh, was not. Uh, my dad was a drunk, and like we had like our big um, kapow kapow, not so great moment when I was about fourteen years old, and my dad stepped up from that moment to try to be better, and then his dad died, and he fell right back in the hole, and it took about three years for him to kind of rebalance himself, and then I spent the next. Uh, little over a decade actually having a relationship with my father for the first time that was like one where we actually saw each other um and I'm grateful for that uh I'm really really grateful for that so like that kind of moment that like the catharsis of what the conclusion of this film is that's what my dad actually ended up finally giving me um so I I hear you all, and I and I feel I uh, I feel for you, and I'm glad that this can speak to all of us on those different levels. Um, and it's something that unfortunately not all of us uh, get enough of, and, and even when we do, it's not always like uh, yeah, I'm here to say like it doesn't solve every problem. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool that that storytelling is here and just doing it. And it's uh, it's so direct. It's awesome.
0: it's, it's not, and it doesn't it's not like beating around the bush. It's like directly tackling like Hey, this is what you did to me, and this is why I am the way I am." Uh, and it's like, again, like I said, like I used the word earlier, but like, it's like refreshing. Like this this is a movie that like, I've never seen before. And it's not just because it has like hot dog fingers. Like it's, it's man, it's like the last movie these guys made was Swiss Army Man. And that's about like a corpse that farts and is used as a thousand different ways. I'm like, I cannot see what these guys make next. Like I cannot, I cannot wait. Like their imagination, the Daniels, it's like, it's insane. Like they're, they're so good.
3: I want to put it on the record that I also really love Swiss Army Man. So
0: that's a good ass weird movie. <laughs>
3: yeah, I like the movie quite a bit. The uh, ending so, of that
2: movie is insane.
3: Yes, I think about that ending a lot.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's an insane ending. Paul
3: Um, yeah, I really love this movie. I think it's um incredibly inventive, uh, in, incredibly complex in its simplicity. Yes, um, it's
0: complex, but like they give you all the information, so like. There's a lot of things happening, but you're always engaged and you know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's so much verse jumping, so much like going to different universes, but like they lay it out and it makes sense. Like the,
2: the beats that you walk through it with Evelyn really work. Like the the way that like here's a chunk of of a lot, mm-hmm. digest that. Yes. Okay, you're settled. Here's another chunk of a lot. All right, digest. It's like that a too. five course meal. Right. All yeah. Right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Um, and they they. Introduce you to the family, and they introduce it as a. They introduce the movie as kind of this family drama of. We've seen the trailers; so we know how it's going to go, but the, the the movie takes its time to build into when the alternate when Alpha Raymond comes to uh co- comes there, and, and that becomes the first hint hint that there's something different in the movie. But we've already spent time with the family and got to know their character dy- dynamics together and what's happening with the divorce. Yeah. I liked, I thought that was a good a good choice to just kind of like hold back hold back a little bit on the on the verse jumping and then introduce it's us.
0: Like, you see like like what like the American dream is for so many people and it's like they they run a business, that's not exactly doing great, and they got a family and like this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, this is what you do. Uh and Evelyn's not not feeling it anymore. <laughs> uh and it's just like and like, oh my god, the shifts, like uh can one of you guys find the actor's name? Who plays Ed? Uh, uh, the guy who's come back to acting. I'm, I'm on it. Um,
2: his, every time he shifts so from it's Ed a Waymond. Waymond? Uh, Waymond is his Waymond. name, Waymond. Okay. and uh, he's played by K. Hua Kwan.
0: Kwan. Okay. Uh, when every time he shifts from like his version to like Alpha, it's like oh, evident. and it's like it's so yeah. good. He is so funny, and like that dude has not acted for decades, and I'm like, oh my god, he's never lost it. Yeah. The I last thing.
3: The last thing he did was the Goonies um for those of you who've missed this for some reason he's short round from indiana jones and the temple of doom um yeah,
0: uh, i watched an interview with them recently uh, after goonies as he became a young adult there were no roles for him as a leading asian actor and he quit acting because he was so uh he was so like put down by it uh but yeah. he called his agent after seeing uh, crazy rich, crazy rich asians and then two weeks later he got this script it's 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 like a match made in heaven. It was like it's uh, he is so good in this movie. It's like that dude's been an actor his entire life.
3: Yeah, I really liked him. Uh I really liked him in this movie. Uh he has a fight scene that is straight out of a Jackie Chan movie that I adored. What the fan act, it's, that was yeah. so good. Yeah. So
2: apparently um Ryan Ryan brought this up to me, like Jackie Chan was the original like thought of for the role. I'm mm-hmm. so glad it went to this guy. Me too. am I'm, I'm so glad because like I don't I think like I think it, you would have a harder time this is no knock on Jackie Chan as a performer or anything. I think you would have a harder time connecting to the emotionality of this character because you would know it's Jackie Chan. And I think mm-hmm. you would have a hard time removing yourself from that. Yeah. And there's something that's so wonderfully vulnerable about his performance here. Oh yeah. Um god, I just adore him. And I adore he, this cast.
3: He's able to he's able to kind of channel the the Jackie Chan like um um big like you know how jackie chan can kind of go big especially when it comes to like action and 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 comedy he he can channel that but he also can channel into this emotionality that i know that jackie chan can do but you know he's gotten to into the jackie chan persona too much now but he's able to kind of uh be so sincere and 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 split the two waymans so well down the middle of having this like big wayman and then the then the the, the the calm one who just wants everyone just to get along
0: he he has like a like like a frailty that i just don't yeah. think Jackie chan unless he like lost up like a bunch of weight like he just wouldn't it's, be able it, to, it, it wouldn't it, be the same to
2: be honest it's not just that like uh k kwan has a um higher register yeah which automatically like just lizard brains us towards like more weak more yeah, yeah. frail yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because his voice lives in that higher register, and I think that that does help to just put you with him a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, what what your perception mm-hmm. of him is supposed to be.
0: Uh, there's there's so much like verse jumping in, just like seeing so many fun parallel worlds. But like honestly, the thing that I think about most is the is the Michelle Yeoh is an actress universe, <laughs> uh, where where her husband is like a, another like famous guy, but they're not together. But they have a scene near uh, the end of the movie where they're talking about like oh we could have been together yeah yeah and he was like you know i would give it all this up to do laundry and taxes with you Mm. and that was the scene that made me start crying in the middle of the theater with all my friends next to me and i'm like no i will not see let my friends see me my little my little one tear uh (laughs) this movie got me emotional so many times so unexpected like right after big giant sci-fi epics like set pieces like it's it's, it the tone is all over the place. Again, you can have like an emotional scene while you're seeing sausage fingers in the scene, and I'm like, this is making me cry right now. Like it's it's just cinema.
1: Just yeah. seeing the sausage finger on how the sausage finger apes killed off the regular finger apes, and that oh, apparently
3: forever. it's so funny. Apparently, this world and it cuts to 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, uh, it was
1: one of the funniest things i've seen and even just all like those go those like primates those pre-humans like with their sauce with the hot dog fingers it's so okay. ridiculous what god, i love about this movie
2: god what a joke
1: what i love about this movie is how it straps you in for something that you think is like it's essentially like good guy versus bad guys like hey there's this prime there's this force out there who is going to destroy literally every single universe that we have, and you're the only one you need to stop it, to a mother and daughter reconciling together.
2: Uh, I just I just real quick want to step in. Some people who are watching would have seen me just on my phone. Um, Ke He Kwan is how you say his name. I just wanted to look up the pronunciation because I didn't do my homework before this, and I, I wanted to make sure we were doing it right, so I was doing it off my own site, uh, but I just checked how to pronounce it. It's Ke He Kwan.
1: Gotcha. Cool. Uh, what was I saying? Sorry. Oh, I, I, joy. I was thinking, about Joy. You talk
2: about yeah,
1: the how, it like, how it goes from, like, oh, we need to take down this big bad that's going to destroy every single universe in the entire existence to when you find out who the big bad is, and then it's Evelyn trying to, like, essentially save Joy. It's like, no, I, I do want to be with you. Let's reconcile, let's fix things. And it's an entire roller coaster. One of my favorite scenes in this entire movie. And I don't know why it's one of my favorite. I don't know it's because it, it takes a break and it's quiet. And also probably because it's funny as all hell. Is the when rock. there rocks. Yeah,
0: dude, that scene hits harder than it should. It's so, I can't believe it.
2: It's so good. It's, the, be... it's, the, it's the quiet. Yeah. It's after, a, a, not in a bad way. The film has been so full of noise up to that point. It's the quiet and sitting there and doing your interpretation of the conversation because there's no dialogue uh audio to it uh that's I what that's what makes it like really like punch
3: i wanted to wait but since we're here um yeah the rock scene is one of my favorites as well um th- everything that has to do every single time when they go back to the rocks the 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 fun the loudest i laughed in this theater and my theater was uh, also but it was when when they're laughing as rocks and it's just ha 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 written on the screen and that's just that was just so funny to me oh, yeah.
2: right everybody everybody really really cracked up at that um Indeed. i wanna i want talk about joy but i real quick want to acknowledge mag's uh, am i the only one that the kung fu te- thought the kung fu teacher might have feelings for evelyn uh i did not get that read personally um i thought that there was a possessiveness yeah i think it's but more not, but not a romantic possessiveness like just yeah. an actual like uh, like a manager kind of position. Like I, I'm your teacher. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, like your pinky your can be kung possess, fu. Therefore, I own you. Uh, kind of possessiveness.
1: I'm sorry, but also the pinky part where she like then the yes, pinky the, set to it. Yes, the very very cute very cute. kung Pao. into the
0: fist. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, we, oh, real quick. Can we talk about the guy who does a cannonball onto a butt plug? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. So. Since I've been waiting to jump in on this, um, yes, on. I I want to talk about uh, because we've talked about how the, the verse jumping we haven't talked about yet how weird it is to do verse jumping that you have to do a weird thing in order to go to a different universe and I yeah, yeah. I really love the fight scene where Evelyn is trying to do weird things constantly to uh, to verse jump and to all different all, all these different universes while she's fighting people who are doing the same thing. And one of the funniest bits is that it is a fight scene where they're just trying to keep the butt plug trophy away. And it, that was extra funny for me because I turned to Zara when we first saw the trophies on Jamie Lee Curtis's desk before she even like pointed to them. I go, they're shaped like butt plugs. Um, yeah. And
2: I told, I, I told Ryan, after we saw the movie, I was like, the moment those awards show up, I was like, that's going up somebody's butt. Right. <laughs> someone's butt. <laughs> like, that's
3: happening to someone's butt. Um, Like I, I do too. And so like, trying to keep it away from it and then the the bald guy just running and jumping with his pants uh, down. Doing a
2: legs,
0: Listen, lands dust. there's there's a lot of really great stunt performers but like that big bald security guy he's the mvp of like the stunt guys because his expressions were so hardcore he was the cannonball butt plug guy i'm like I'm gonna remember you forever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even before he does the cannonball, when they're when uh when um Wayman is like when it's Alpha Wayman and he's like kicking ass for the fan pack and he looks up and goes. Oh fuck, and he gets hit in the face with. Because yeah, he, he says,
2: "Craig." Oh, oh, he says, "Craig." Oh my god, uh, yeah. that,
1: that was very funny. He Craig worried about his friend who
2: just got beaten with a bunch of aquatic rocks. Man. I
1: swear that fight scene with the fanny pack. I will never look at fanny packs the same way uh, ever again. That fanny pack uh, fight, I, fight scene is
2: my. Like, and I'm like automatic contender for best live action scene next year.
3: The the yeah. fight scene. The the fight scene. The, the Fanny Pack fight scene is my favorite scene in the movie.
2: It's mm. so good. Um, it's certainly my favorite action scene. I won't say it's my favorite scene, but it's my favorite action scene. For That's
3: for what I meant. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah. Action
2: scene. Uh, I, hard agree. Hard agree. Um, I want to talk about Joy. I want to talk about this is what I alluded to uh, when I was specifically telling Grayson to not pay attention to it. I us. think she's seemingly um, like the best actor joy, in the movie. Joy is the fact that like this is about Joy, that Joy's um, pain is the center focus of the film that it's about her relationship with her mom and that she is our antagonist is not given away in the trailers. And I benefited so much from not knowing that going in personally. I didn't remember. I I was so grateful to like, not know that what that like, it was such a pleasant surprise how much the story was actually going to be about joy. Um, What a, what a fantastic performance from Stephanie Sue. Oh yeah. I think Uh, she, there's a scene at the end where she starts breaking down. And I'm like, oh my god, this girl's so good. Cool. She is. Oh my god. Um, I I truly, truly like. I love all the writing around her. I love the concept around her. Her hallway scene, getting to Evelyn in her first appearance as a uh, Jobu Tabaki, is so good. Um, just uh, she's so good at playing the multitudes, when, um, uncaring. Yeah.
3: When she when she, when when we first hear that Jobu Tabaki is it, that's just, you're just saying noises.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah um yeah she
0: she verse jumps
3: by clicking her head
2: click 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 to get into places so sick so good i
3: Um, really love real quickly i just want to mention bounce off what you're saying i really love how it is visualized that she is everywhere she is ever in every verse she she's all, all at once essentially um like i i really like seeing her nails like change color as she's walking how she can just like turn her head and be in a different universe Yes.
1: Um, yeah, was oh, really costumes, love it. I was gonna say those costume changes that she has throughout the entire film, where she is like full on um, Jogu Tabaki, and it's just like when she when um like her final costume, like her final big costume before she goes. And by the way, also I love the bagel joke, which she goes into the before she goes into bagel, and she looks like a a K-pop slash hip hop star oh, with the, the yeah, jacket yeah, that has the teddy bears on it. Or even when she's in like that whole like the I'm just gonna call it the sanctum. I can't have to think of a better word, where she's in the sanctum of the bagel and they're all in there in that crazy looking uniform that she has on that once again, the whole time I'm sitting there watching this movie, was like, God damn, this movie's gotta be sweeping the Oscars this year next year. If it doesn't, I'm gonna <laughs> riot.
0: Here's the thing, Ben, it won't because Hollywood hates
1: hates really good movies.
2: That and it's and it came out now, so they're all gonna forget. It came out at the beginning of the year, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, this is gonna. This is a sci-fi film. Those don't always do well at the Oscars. This is the Daniels. I, I think the Daniels got Swiss Army Man nominated for something, but I don't remember what exactly.
2: Yeah. Um.
3: So they might get something at the Oscars, but I don't think it's going to be sweeping.
2: Uh, I'll tell you for sure. Like it. It should. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the other contenders. It should get nominated for best editing. The, it's what incredible editing. editing. Um, and I, I frankly also think Michelle Yeoh should get nominated. But, yeah. Um, I mm. think I think everybody gives a killer performance. I think I, I, love that Jamie Lee Curtis loved making this movie. Oh my god. Love doing all the bonkers shit she does in this movie It's so she, so good.
1: Speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, she was on Jimmy Kimmel and she was constantly yelling at the audience like, "Go see this movie! Do your best to see this." Every single was actor was like, constant. "Hardcore championing to go see this movie," and I'm like, "Yes, this movie is just." it deserves it I'm a
2: constantly. Fan. Jamie Lee Curtis is constantly, uh, praising it on, on her Instagram and, and sharing things and, uh, background stuff and all that kind of like clearly loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved making it. That's very obvious. Um, I, I love her commitment to it, but I, my point being like, I, I think all the performers are fantastic. I think K oh. Kay, Ke, Kwan is incredible. Um, I think Stephanie Sue as joy is incredible. I think our, uh, Becky is incredible um, for the for the limited amount that she appears. Jenny Slade is in it for five minutes. Jenny, Jenny, Slade? in. Jenny Slade's is in it for a little she... more. She gets to throw her Pomeranian around. She does have a Pomeranian fight!
1: Bro, your hands in yeah, I funny. did. I was like, I can't. I can't. I don't know. Uh, that was tell, definitely one of the scenes the where, Fanny and, where Fanny was laughing the hardest because here comes Jenny Slade and she uses her Pomeranian as a weapon and then she goes, sorry buddy, and kicks it.
2: Yes. Uh, Sparks,
3: What did you say uh he he drowned you out what did you say?
2: Oh sorry. I was I was trying to say that Tally Medellis are Becky. I think she's good too. Cool. Um obviously you've got uh James Hong uh as the grandfather. Oh my god with his Gong mech, Gong. mech wheelchair. Give me a break. <laughs> um I me just wanting to highlight like I don't think there's a, a I think all these performances deserve awards. They're so good, frankly. Yeah. Like I know they will never get nominated for them. Uh, maybe if anyone did, it would be Michelle Yeoh, See, and here's... she truly, truly deserves it because yeah. this is this is giving her so much to to sh- display of what she can do and um, the the emotionality she's able to tap into throughout the entire piece is I- incredible. This is this is one of those movies that like it's like I bet you bring it up like. I...
0: I really, I would love to see like nominations for like, the, for everyone. Like, I really think like Stephanie, Sue, just Stephanie, Sue. I like as joy, like that scene where she's breaking down in front of the car, like at the end of the movie, like that isn't, that is a Oscar winning performance. Like both their that I was crying in the theater next to my homies. And I hate doing that. Like that's, it's, they're so good. And, but because this, this isn't just a drama, because there's sausage fingers in it, hot dog fingers, <laughs> it, it probably will get ignored. Like, and that's, this is such a, Oh man. Our uh, baby
2: the amount the amount that they were able to do with such limited locations but they they sell me on everything and every beat but like we're only in such limited actual so you guys
0: might know this but might know this but for audience members who don't a lot of the locations were the same they were the irs spot and the laundromat just repurposed so a lot of the same locations were used multiple times obviously they're outside in some places not that not in that case but like this is a 25 million dollar movie this is a low budget movie this costs less money than most regular dramas that come out today uh and i'm just like it it makes me just again really excited for the future for these guys because i'm like They've made nothing but in like great movie after excellent movie. I'm like, man, like people are like, oh, original movies are dead. Like, sh- go see this movie, please.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, Smag, Ben, if you could, got it. Uh, brings Latest. We haven't latest. even talked about it. It's a fun bit because uh, she she first mistakes Ratatouille for Rakakuni and then turns out there's a world where she knew Uh oh It's a very God. funny sequence of this animatronic ra- uh, a raccoon on this person's head. It's beautiful. They,
2: they just commit to every amount of comedy they can wean out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really great. um I told Ryan, I'm like, I I kind of love the ridiculousness when you think about it of the hot dog finger world because <laughs> it's it's sh- because they specifically show that hot dog fingers are something we evolved with. We just decided to create a world where we don't make anything that actually accommodates them. Yeah, yeah we're still built for hands, not feet. You still gotta like the, do The, the luggage, luggage is still <laughs> built for hands, not feet. <laughs> like, I love it. This Jeez. because this <laughs> is a
3: twenty five million dollar movie.
2: No, but I like. I think that that makes it better, funnier. It makes it better. I don't want them to create the world where like they thought about that. I prefer the
0: dumb uh, raccoonies. Could have been something that showed up once. Did it show up once? No, it showed up so many times. We kept coming back, and I loved every minute, dude. That raccoon screaming in the cage, I was dying. It's too much.
1: Michelle Yeoh on top of this dude's head.
2: Yeah, and then the dude on top of her head. (laughs) Yes,
1: I love it when she like. When she like goes in the kitchen and she sees him, and the raccoon is like, she knows too much. Kill her.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pulls the the giant hat off of him. Come on. Yeah.
1: You even see the raccoon tail outside underneath the hat too when you first see him.
0: This is like, again, this movie tackles so much, so many different tones, so many different genres. Like, it's a miracle that it works at all. But like it's like it's like again, like potentially the best movie of the it year. It never
2: it never loses its like consistent thought on yeah. what Evelyn is experiencing it's, and how that and how that ultimately connects to her relationship, not just with Joy, yeah. because this is not just about her relationship with Joy, but it's, it's her also husband. about her relationship with her husband. Yeah, and it's also about her relationship with her father. Yeah. Um, the three main figures in her life, it's about her relationship with all of them. Certainly, Joy is put most front and center because she is our antagonist mm-hmm. through Jobu Bubaki. Yeah. But um, it's also so focused on like, she has to have a, a kind of cathartic moment of realization about her relationships with all three of them as individuals yeah. and how she has to approach each of them differently. I don't think there's any, it, it, there are very few few things I can think of in film more beautiful than the moment when she takes the googly eye, puts it on her forehead and way wouldn't way Wayman asks her what she's doing. And she says, I'm learning to fight like you. Uh, and it's hard to beat that kind of beautiful full arc that we go on with that yeah um
3: you brought up uh joy our antagonist uh atujoba what i really love about it is that the moment really works because both evelyn and joy are every evelyn and joy throughout the entire multiverse um Joy does not start out as Jobbotpaki until Jobu like inhabits her her moment. but she is always joy. Yeah, she is always Evelyn. Right. like the, the, these two characters are always this are always this character throughout all of the multiverse. And so having uh, uh, um, Jobu Tobaki has the same issue with her mom. In every universe which is that uh you know she didn't go to bat for for her with with uh the grandfather she didn't um she you know what we talked about in the beginning
2: well not Uh, not necessarily every universe because in some universes she doesn't exist
3: oh sure like Um,
2: that's why the that's why the one where she's a film actress is kind of a safe haven from from joe because she can't go there
3: yeah um so having the two of them talk like that and have the context of them being all of their versions uh just works so well because of that i think there's there's I don't one know specific... if I that
0: well no it's okay um, no I, i'm with you i yeah. hear i hear what you're saying there's one specific montage like like you see it in the trailers of like you see the flashes of all their faces but like specifically it's like 30 full seconds of just just versin so much versin and i'm like i cannot imagine how long this took not just editing. But you fo- got it, you got everything about the coloring, every uh, single thing. There's monsters that they have to like digitally make. Like, you
2: have the color light that's moving, which is the, the circle hundreds, in the same motion as hundreds a, of thousands of pictures a, in the same motion as a washer. Uh, the, the color circle light that moves oh, when things are really evolving and changing, just like there's, there's not an, a wasted frame, like at all. And the fact that you can have such truly gorgeous emotion happening as evelyn's making her approach on joy at the end and she's also doing such goofy things as like giving people what they want which can be a bdsm bite guard. oh my god (sighs) just to like make somebody happy on the way like the the way that the movie's able to hold both things in its hand at once is pretty incredible the balance of tone the fact that it's able to hit everything pretty much pitch perfect for exactly what it wants to deliver is a rather remarkable feat yeah um And I just, I'm just so, so impressed and pleased.
0: Like, like for real, like, this this is the type of movie where it comes out every once in a while, and I'm like, okay, blockbusters can be this. Like, I think of, like, I think of the movies that we generally review, and I'm like, okay, genre is, we we are capable of this. Like, I think of Lord of the Rings as, like, maybe the best example of, like, high, crazy, like, Oscar-winning fantasy stuff, right? Like, this movie's like, we are capable of more. The MCU is capable of more. DC is capable of more like we can have emotional stories in genre. Right. I'm just like, this movie makes me believe in Hollywood again, basically. (laughs) Like it's so refreshing that again, my, all of my favorite shit is genre shit like Westworld and like Dune, like stuff that's like so beyond realism, but it still has human elements and that that's always my favorite shit. And this is, this is exactly that. Uh, and I just, I just, it's, it's hasn't made its budget back yet, but it's a low budget. So hopefully it can get there, especially with like word of mouth and stuff. Uh, it's just exceptional. It's an exceptional piece of art.
1: hmm I agree. I,
0: I desperate, there, there are other movies that I haven't seen. There are movies I want to see again, but I'm like, this is the one that like, if I don't see a new movie, this is the one I will see
2: again. Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah uh-huh. Very, very, just like we could go around the horn, I think, uh, talking about so many things that we love about so many favorite moments. Uh, there, there's a ton it's it's an endless stream of just wonderful wonderful things yeah um but i think we've analyzed like the the heart of why the film is so so well grounded i think there's something very i i do want to highlight because i don't think we gave this quite as much attention the the evolution of her perception of jamie lee curtis's character deirdre oh yes uh and the way that they interact with each other i think there is something beautiful about the moment of um I
0: just talked to him both for
2: both for Wayman being able to solve it when she says my silly husband probably screwing things up and he actually fixes it, which is wonderful. But also the humanization of Deirdre where she says, he told me what's actually happening. I remember when I was going through my divorce uh, and, and makes her also a person to her, which at that point Mm -hmm. had not come, come clear. And the fact that like all of those elements are allowed to like really be present and there is, and there was a verse where, like, they're to, where they're like together. Yes, the, it's, the, the it's, hot dog it's, finger. It's beautiful. Level. It's really yeah. cute.
3: The hot dog finger one having the two of them together. It, the hot dog fingers apparently seem to be just um, uh, uh, an aphrodisiac to people, um, and no have no other purpose other than sexual.
1: Well, I mean, have you looked at them?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the hot dog one. Yeah, it's weird because you know there's hot dog fingers, but at the same time, like when. When uh, Evelyn comes home and she stops playing, she's like, No, no, keep playing. I love it when you play, and you and she's playing the piano. and You see them, <laughs> and you see them just like, I know the feet's weird, but at the same oh, they, time, no, okay, no,
2: okay, real quick though, the fact that like she's playing it with her feet and her left foot still has to have the brace on it, yeah, because that's be it's, it's that kind of like thinking that shows like, God damn, they really like they think about everything, yeah, they think and about that, every uh, beat of these characters. That girl. is really
1: cool. I did like that, but. Besides them, like, besides Jimmy Lee Curtis playing the piano with her feet, just everything them going through, like, them going through their relations, like, because there was a scene, looked like, where Jimmy Curtis was leaving, like, Michelle or Evelyn was like, I'm done, and then, but they reconciled again. I'm sorry Ben, you said besides the feet. I'm talking about that as a highlight, not a detractor. I
3: oh. think that's a very funny moment that works in that no, moment.
1: No, it is because they keep said it.
3: but you said besides the feet thing as if I was if implying that I did not mean it to be a positive.
2: We're pro, we're pro feet.
3: We're pro feet here on this podcast.
2: <laughs> no, I'm really okay. not, I don't want to I don't want to get that stamp on this podcast. <laughs> stamp it.
3: No. No, I think I we know. already got the stamp for this one, the Sanctum of the Bagel.
0: No, I thought it was the. God, the, I thought it was the cannonball butt
2: the, plug. The the, oh, thought, the
3: cannonball butt plug is pretty good. The, I'm the write thoughtfulness
2: down. of of how the versing works and and the visualization, the thing, the weird things they do, like make your hands like this to see the bagel. Yeah, to like open things your like eye, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just such creative visualization from top to bottom. I I, I truly like. Again, we could praise everything about this movie. Um, at this point, if you've listened this far and you haven't seen it, like it's something you just kind of have to experience for yourself. And again, yeah.
0: I still think, honestly, like, like we didn't even do it justice. Like this movie is too yeah. good. It is that good. Like I, Elden Ring, everything, everywhere, all at once, and a
1: year. Sorry. One no. of the things about this, right. like us analyzing this film, one things I just it keeps bringing me back to the title about how we're talking about Evelyn, we're talking about Joy, especially Joy. And how it's like, man, you can easily say everything, she's everything everywhere all at once, because it's so true throughout the entirety of the film. Yeah. Do rocks multiply? You smash them, they then chills? they do. You're thinking,
2: you're thinking about it too much. They don't
1: want you to think about it
2: that I
0: got much. chills! Um,
1: okay, speaking of which, I remember when she turns around as the rock oh, turns
2: around and runs away. And <laughs> it very funny.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: We didn't we didn't highlight it uh, c- quite too much. We did talk about how great the editing is, but the the way they do the sequence when when all of it starts happening, which is Evelyn going between the janitor closet in in one verse and sitting in the meeting, yeah. uh, the way it starts and the like turning of the head and the swapping of places and all that, and like the bit where they're in the janitor closet and Deirdre like rises up because she's intervening into the verse, but she's not really there. Like all that is so good. The, the, the way they do that in a couple of moments, yeah, yeah. where like something from one verse. That's actually happened. Evelyn is pulling her away from the verse she's visiting. Um, Also, good. I can't like
0: it is definitely like a small movie, but I just can't believe like the budget is so low. Just because I know how much movies cost these days, even normal movies without special effects cost more than this. It's just like they, it's it's just incredible.
3: So, so the the interesting thing that I just put together um, because you talked about how. Like she turns her head and she's in a different verse. One of the things that I think is really cool is that when Wayman and her are in the janitor closet, he says that this is kind of a, a like a, a meeting dimension. Like it's not really a, another verse, and we see that verse be created because she. He says like if you go if you because he says later in the movie, um, every decision you make creates another universe where that where you made a different decision, um, and. This way he picks her because she picked all the wrong decisions to get her to that place. Um uh and so like they he's purposefully created a a universe to have a meeting with her in. Right. Uh, I think that's a really interesting idea.
0: Yeah. All he had to do was give himself a paper cut.
3: But she but she was picked because she picked every wrong choice
0: she's the in worst her whole life in the multiverse she's the worst evelyn. Mean the worst she gets to be the best
3: i love that concept of just like the you're the worst evelyn in the the whole the whole multiverse you're Bill the worst be- you're the you're worst the one
0: you're the reason that's it's very good
3: um really good like commentary on just like you know, it's kind of what I used to like about Doctor Who, which is an interesting comparison, but, like, the companions of Doctor Who used to be nobodies.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then, like, he would whisk them off into an adventure. Like, it's that kind of thing of, like, yeah, your, le- your, your life seems terrible, but you're actually destined for more.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah.
3: Alright. Should I rate it? Ten. Do you yeah, have, th- I think we're all ten. 11,
2: I, would. I mean, let's be honest, it's a ten for me.
3: Yeah, ten. Alright, ten across the boards. Four tens. Forty. Out of
1: 40.
0: 40 out of 40. That's
1: perfect. A perfect 40. What was the last movie to get a perfect 40 from all four? Spider Man? Was it for Batman?
0: Oh, I give Batman a 9.5. No, I gave Spider Man a 10. It was Spider Man.
3: It's Spider Man, then, yeah. Mag also gives it a 10. It makes it 50 50, 50 out of 50. 40!
0: Put that on the on the, on the on the DVD cover, baby. Give, us, give it to
3: 50 us. 50 out of 40.
2: Brandon, I'm so glad you're joining
3: us out of 10. That's awesome. Of course. I love this movie. <laughs> Nothing bad to say about it. Um okay and I was thinking to be fair I was thinking like a nine when I was in the shower this morning and I was just like I have nothing bad
0: yeah I literally I was even trying to be like is there anything to be critical on and if I no. saw it a second time maybe but like no I perfect
3: and it's kind of it's kind of like what you said sparks about a movie gee willikers um Bill and Ted uh you talked about Bill and Ted like I cannot think of anything it's the it, think of, it, this did exactly you know you, you were very positive on Bill and Ted um i feel the same way here where it's just like there's just nothing wrong with it as far as i can see so it's got to be a 10 right all right shall we do a book club
0: all right whose turn is it ryan it's me take it away hey guys Moon Knight is the current MCU offering on Disney Plus. So I thought, let's read a Moon Knight comic, but I wanted to read one that I haven't read, which is not that many. So I picked Vengeance of the Moon Knight, came out in 2010, written by Greg Hurwitz and art by Jerome Pena and colors by Dan Brown. This takes place in my favorite era of Marvel when Normie Osborne is a big bad boy. He's leading it's, Hammer.
2: It's those are it's those are specifically for the first six for issues. For the first six, six issues. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Then then this is some for the for the last four, yes. Yeah. Um but this is a period where uh, Norman Osborn is leading the evil Avengers. Mark Spector. Uh, he, Norman Osborn put a hit out on Mark Spector. So Mark Spector, uh, he faked his death. Then he went to Mexico. And now he's Jake Lockley. So Mark Spector is quote unquote dead. And he's just been being Jake Lockley. So now he comes back to New York. He's like, I hate Norman Osborn. So he comes and he lands in New York in a giant in a giant egg. And he crashes into the city. And he's like, I'm back, baby. Let's get real uh so Norman osborne is like i don't like you and i want to kill you so he hires some bad men he resurrects his nemesis and there's some pretty good art and some violence what do you guys think about this book
1: but ben i had a blast with this book it was Mm -hmm. nice to read uh, it was nice to read a a moon knight run that i was never i wasn't familiar with like at all Mm -hmm. and of course i'm like they're talking about jake i'm like but wait Who's Jake? I know about Mark and Steven, but who's no, and then the more no, I start no. reading about it, I'm like, hmm, okay, I think I get, I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And also the, my favorite thing about this book is how Moon Knight Jake slash Mark is constantly telling himself he's no longer a killer. He's not gonna no, hurt no, anyone. It's
3: Jake. Mark. It's not it's Jake slash Mark. Mark is what 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 we see in, in the Moon Knight in the Moon Knight show where, where Mark is hiding in Steven.
1: This is Mark is hiding in Jake. All right. So it's Jake. It is Jake. Yeah. So with Jake's constantly telling himself he's not he's not a killer. And even like the first book when those cops are like he's like, You're in trouble, it's like, yo, they're just disgruntled and they're they're fine. They're just not happy.
0: You like little you like little baby consu, little angry conshu?
1: <laughs> I do I like, like the, the
3: concept of conshu getting bigger as he's not being fed.
2: You brought it up and it made me sad that it's not happening in the show. I'm like, I want tiny konshu that he can like flick away. I, the the second I
0: saw him like in his car as like baby and he flicks, I'm like, Oh man, that what we missed it. Oh, it's so good.
2: But he gets I, I love konshu like shouting up from cockroaches, like being like, F you <laughs> kill somebody. Yeah.
3: But at the end of the book, he's massive. He's kaiju sized. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: because he's Cause like his parents run away from me.
2: I just, I just love the idea that, like, of course he's 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 just a god that's showing up for him. Of course he doesn't have to show up in the same way or same size all the time. Like, what, what are we?
0: Doing? And again, like every every Moon Knight comic, like handles Contra and handles Mark and, and Jake and Stephen in a di- different, different way. way. So like this interpretation is really is really fun. Like Jake, doesn't really get to be like the the, the lead alter like ever. So like I, I'm glad I read this book because like he's usually just like a dude talking to Crowley on the streets, which is what he does in this book too. A yeah, lot. it's a lot of fun. Um, so this book, I don't think there's like. Mm. I don't think it's, like, the greatest book ever made. I just think it's a really fun, good Moon Knight comic. Like, it's just kind of straightforward. Like, Raul Bushman is just, like, he's the worst guy on the planet. Like, he is, what he is. like, what Mark Spector did not want to become, and luckily he didn't. Uh, now you guys know the story of, like, who Raul is. He's terrible. Moon Knight cut his face off. He, Moon Knight likes to cut faces off. He doesn't like to do it anymore, though. Ask Taskmaster. I,
2: I will say that, like, um, the only thing that... Uh, e- i think this is a fun read i think it's like you know it's cool to have like a yeah. jake focus moon night uh read like this um the only thing that i kind of was like yeah all right uh was was gathering like the army of the asylum mm-hmm. folk yeah because mm-hmm. like by the time you get to the next issue like it's they, we go through them so quickly like they're, they're just cannon fodder yeah, yeah. i'm like i would rather just like watch this gang of like the five main guys yeah, yeah i think just right, be yeah. like character focused against jake that's fair rather oh, yeah. than uh you know just like many panels of him dispatching in various ways different asylum folk like they just did i don't think like having the army did anything because it's not like it put him in a disadvantage he seemed to just clean up through them anyway that's true uh i guess i guess like like you you need like you need mindless action and to like make the, the book
0: for, the for sure i
2: just you know like because we did have like those specific five dudes if it had just been bushman and then an army i'd feel different yeah it's yeah. the fact that we were like hey there's like these five dudes like, we could, we could focus on these dudes for our fight stuff and actually explore stuff with them. That's that's absolutely fair, yeah. I think the art... So, uh, uh,
0: Daniel Cunha, uh, he does my favorite X-Men run. He does X-Force with Rick Remender. That's the run he did after this book. I think his art is really good in this book, but it's really Uncanny X-Force that, like, elevates him. But still, I think the art in this book is incredible. He... he Jer- Jerome Panya does something with eyes. Can I can you show this? this is it gonna work? He does something with eyes that that no other artist mm. does as well. Mm. He, does, he has the soul and sad eyes better than any other artist alive. Uh he does that so much with Xbox characters. Um, but I just I think Yard's really great. I think his his violence is is pretty remarkable. I think, oh, there's a flashback scene to Frenchie looking in a mirror, and he sees his war self and like the person he used to be, like the murderer he used to be. There's a lot of really good uh small emotional scenes. Oh my god, there's a great moment. Oh my god. So you and I,
2: Ma- I screencapped the, the
0: The thing, Spider-Man yeah. one? Yeah. So Moon Knight is talking to Spider-Man, and Moon Knight's like, so Spider-Man, what makes you better than me? And Spider-Man's like, discipline, ethics, a code. So Moon Knight's like, yeah, how's that working for you? And Spider-Man is under a billboard of the Dark Evil Avengers. And Spider-Man's <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Uh,
2: <laughs> really, really good! I thought that was really, really strong. Yeah, I love I loved that beat. That was one of my favorite beats in the whole thing.
0: Uh, I love, I love Moon Knight's cal- uh, outfit in this one. I think it's real cool. It's There's cal- a... Really worth- design.
3: there's a line in the beginning um that we kind of glossed over uh that i want to highlight where after moon night uh takes out those bank robbers mm-hmm. um the police are like the police ca- dude who's there is like get after him we gotta arrest him and it's like he didn't kill anybody what he maimed someone no they're fine
0: yeah ben kind of alluded to that earlier that's that is the the core that i do really like about the story is like mark specter like they don't talk about it in the show too much yet Mark Spector did some horrible shit. He was a bad person. He was on, he was with Raoul doing bad stuff until the point he it, he couldn't do it anymore, right? So like the fact that he's like, I'm not a killer, but Khonshu's like, No, I know who you are. I've been here from the beginning. I know exactly who you are. But he keeps fighting him the entire time. That's the core of the story that I absolutely love. But Khonshu keeps getting bigger because mm-hmm. he knows. And uh, well, it, it is a, it is a shame that this run has to end. Uh, but we do get Secret Avengers, which ends up being pretty all right.
2: Uh, did on that note, did anyone read seven, eight, nine, and ten?
0: No.
3: That's
2: okay. okay, that's okay. Uh, weren't, I do we weren't
3: supposed want... to. No, no, no. Okay, you don't need to look sad. No, yeah,
2: you're fine. Uh, I do want to highlight uh, some stuff that's fun about them. I um, thought the secret just... of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, there's a Deadpool uh, stuff between Moon Knight and Deadpool, and um, Deadpool's trying to kill someone, and Moon Knight's not going to let him. Um, and it's awesome because Deadpool's trying to kill
0: a really bad person, but Moon Knight's trying to stop him. So Deadpool's like. You're gonna let me. You're not gonna. St- you're gonna let me. Sorry, you just you do better. Sorry, it's just, I I I, yeah. I I love. So it, so poster. so <laughs>
2: Deadpool's like, how are you not gonna let me do this? This is a piece of shit. Like you should be agreeing with this. Yeah, uh, and so it it gets. But what's really special about it, what I really liked about it, is that um, Moon Knight doesn't know that Deadpool can't be killed, so he's still doing a lot of his holding back stuff, and then Deadpool opens his mouth and lets it slip. Like he's like, "I see, like you're, you, you know, you're pulling your punches with all these other people, um, but you're, but like you'll use your powers on me. What's up with that? Why won't you go after this dude yourself?" And then uh, he's like, "You're just pulling out on me because I got the healing factor, so I can't die." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And uh, Deadpool's like, "I can't." Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> and, then, and, then and then Moon Knight like just, just destroys off. him, and he walks out going, "That was
0: really nice. Yeah, I <laughs> needed that. Uh it's so good." Um, he's fighting, he's fighting Deadpool in like in like a uh, like a carnival maze, and he's like, "Uh, dude, this evil guy and his henchmen killed children, and you let them live." And he's like, "Not my call to make." And Deadpool's like, "Who are you, Daredevil? I thought you loved killing people." And he's like, "I'm trying to be a better person." Yeah.
2: Um, there's also uh another story. So like the the first two issues are about. Um, Moon Knight and Deadpool, then uh, the issue after that is a Spider-Man Moon Knight mission, which is actually a lot of fun. There's a lot of good gags with Frenchie. Oh, it's a Sandman um, issue. It's, yeah. it's Moon Knight and uh, Spider-Man going after Sandman. Sandman goes into museum and you get this really excellent panel it's, of gorgeous. Sandman. It's Hiding in the safari zone of the museum. Oh, it's yeah. under them. Mm. So it's not James Stokoe, but
0: this is, it's very similar to James Stokoe art. Like, th- this was really, really great issue.
2: And then the last issue is actually the prelude to the Secret Avengers that we read last year, guys. With Shang-Chi. Uh, where Moon Knight was there <laughs> for the Shang-Chi comic. It's how Moon Knight gets on that team. That was, that was
0: a lot of fun. That's uh, cool. A lot of really great, like, splash pages of, like, here's the team kicking ass, and Moon Knight's also here. I'm, like, <laughs> I love it. Uh, in yeah. a in a black Moon Knight suit. Oh, he's in a he's in a, he stealth, a stealth suit. He has a stealth suit, which I don't remember ever seeing. I'm like, oh, that's hella sick. Uh, very glad I read this run. Uh, it was only ten issues, but uh, Greg Hurwitz is a guy who like he does a lot of TV stuff now, but like he's done some DC stuff, and like I think he's a pretty good Moon Knight writer. Um, this was again like twelve years ago, so it's like it's a little dated with some of the stuff, but um, I think it's a I it was a pretty solid Moon Knight writer And now you guys have read some more Moon Knight.
3: Yeah, there's a couple things I wanted to bring up real quickly um it, the the um conchu getting bigger um throughout the ser- throughout the, the the six issues is really interesting to me um because jake is trying not to be a killer trying to kind of reform the identity of moon knight <clears throat> and he ha- and he has this devil on his shoulder telling him no you got to kill you got to kill and Kanshu wants him to kill because it will feed him that guy gives kansju his power it keeps him small essentially and so as he is getting hungry for this murder that jake is not doing the he keeps getting bigger and becoming more of a nuisance to jake until finally he's just this giant kaiju that that jake just can't ignore anymore um i thought that was that was a, a cool way to do kanju i know we kind of we kind of talked about that already but i know no, just but no to i agree no, uh, I, I love I, his
2: design in this too i think you're very right that he's like a visual representation of the the desire growing. Cause yeah. like Mark feels it too. He's fighting
0: himself. Uh One of my favorite interactions uh, it's Kanchi's still small. He's like, you are nothing. You're not special. I made you and I can make another 10. What's his name. The, the Punisher. Why can't you be more like him? I bet his God is God is well fed. It's like, Frank doesn't have a God. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. He thinks the Punisher has a God. I love it.
3: Um, and then the other thing is we were talking about it on, on our moon night episode. So, uh, kind of this this could be a good pairing with that um we talked a bit about how in the show it's a little bit alluding to the fact that perhaps mark killed lila's dad um and i wonder if it will be because she says that Bushmaster bushman sorry yeah. uh killed maria right maria's dad uh,
0: marlene's dad
3: marlene's dad and mark I yeah. wonder if we're gonna be if, if that's in fact the case that the
0: Brandon, I almost screenshotted that thing exactly too saying oh so that thing you were talking about in the Moon Knight episode? Like after reading this, I'm like, oh, they can easily just come,
3: come Yeah, up. I wonder, I wonder I kinda now more more feel reinforced that's kind of the direction we're going in.
0: And now that you guys met Marlene, that's just a blonde character. Not a lot yeah. really going on there too much. So like Layla is infinitely deeper, more explored, yeah. infinitely more 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 cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, I definitely like Layla more than Marlene.
0: Yeah. All right. Yay, Moon Knight. <laughs>
3: All right, um, so it'll be my turn next time. So we're going to be skipping next week. Um, lots going on, so we're just going to skip next week, and we'll come back the week after. Um, and It'll be my turn at that point. I'm choosing Demon Days by Peach Momoko. Um, this oh. currently only exists as five one-shots, so I will tell you which one-shots to have. The trade paperback is not out until November, so I'm kind of getting ahead of the curve. But it is on Marvel Limited. But oh, yeah. They are all on, on Marvel Unlimited, so I will tell you, I will give you like the one shots, the order of it on Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Also, ring King and Black Number Four, the backup, just the backup, because it's it's really good. It's got it's got Demon Days and Emma Frost. Gotta gotta read that.
0: Okay.
3: Um. All right, so that'll do it. Love it. Like
0: um, it. Love it. lots more of it.
3: Like I said, the trade isn't the trade is going to have it. Electra Number Four, Electra. Bl- bl- Black, White, and Blood has a Peach Momoko Demon Days Electra story. so And that'll be collected in the trade when that comes up, but that's not out yet, so don't worry about that. All right. um, Next time, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. Probably a bearable weight of massive talent, but we'll talk about, like, you know, Northman's also coming out that weekend, uh, the weekend before. Oh,
2: that's oof. I want to see both those. I want to see the Northman way more. Look, we can always make a review special. We could,
3: yeah. Okay. So just, just stay tuned. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, you can, of course, like this video and subscribe to this channel. You can get all sorts of cool stuff from us, um, such as uh, Fickner's Watch. Talked a little bit about it earlier. There is a Moon Knight Fickner's Watch uh, series happening at the same, at right now. At the same time, there's a Starcher Picard series I'm doing with uh, right now. Just Cookie from Just a Little Podcast because he and I are the only two liking the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> because Mike does not like it. Um, so yeah. those... Okay. What? I said bummer. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer for us as well. Um, but the the show speaks to me in a way that it, it because of how it's dealing with depression and anxiety. And there's a line where it's just like someone was like, "Oh, so there was no monster chasing her?" It's like, no, there was. There always is a monster chasing this person because that's what uh, that's what depression is. It's, mm. it's speaking to me on a level that no Star Trek has before. I I I, I adore it. I always cried the latest episode. Love it. They're talking about it. The latest episode of Victor's Watch. So both of those Fickner's Watch series are available. Check them out. Uh, Basement Arcade, which are a video game series, and Basement Arcade Menu, which are a video game uh, discussion series. Uh, you can find those. Fickner Book Club, which are our comic book series, our comic book discussion series, and our animation station, which is an animation discussion series. All of those can be found on this channel. Again, like this video. Subscribe to this channel. You can check out some of our masks. We have a Fickner Podcast mask from Captured by Z. That's still linked below. Bye, you know.
0: Grayson. Thank you.
3: Oh. Ben if you want to bring up Grayson's goodbye for the, Thanks for the, the world. world Thanks for the show. Have a great night. You too, sir. Um, you can check out our Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon if you'd like. We can also You can also support us through T public buying some of our merchandise. We greatly appreciate all you do for us. Um IRTP. You can also with TP. We don't have toilet paper yet.
2: We have T public.
3: Oh yeah. We'll get toilet paper, don't worry
2: brandon yeah please. nobody needs to be wiping their butt on ben's face saying don't be a dick
3: yes they do <laughs> and i've got the prototype right here <laughs> um, you can find all these links below and on our website at fichtnerpodcast.com oh, what are
2: you doing i was, I was trying, trying to was help kidding. you cover it <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> i also updated my blog this is you Tickle the pills by a doughboy over there. Um, I also updated my blog recently if you guys want to check that out on that same website. Um, all right. Thank you guys. Thank you, Mag. Take care as well. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the rewind. Thank you to everyone who watches and the live boy. show. I greatly appreciate all of all of your support through there. Thank you to Jeremy Velucci for our in, for our theme music that, that you've all heard tonight, you've heard all of his music tonight, and you've Jeremy Valucci,
0: to... My yeah. future roommate? Your
3: future roommate.
0: Oh, my God!
3: Weird. It is. Um, God, everyone's just gonna live in that house eventually, Sam. Sparks. Hell yeah. Who? <laughs> <Ooh.
0: laughs> <laughs> it's been a while.
3: Find all of our... Because he did all of our things, all of our intros. He,
0: oh, yeah, Sam is our, is our extra editor that we hire sometimes. Now,
3: but... Yeah definitely you can find jeremy Volucci's instagram at jeremy velucci keyboards or you can find his podcast suburban proctologist on itunes or facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official or instagram at subproc podcast thank you to mike Patola, tiktok sensation mike Matola. you can find him on instagram and tiktok asking if his nose looks like a ninja turtle yes <laughs> i saw that one and it does um you can find you can find him at mike Matola. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All of Podcasts, FicknerGuys at gmail.com. I'm at BTMcClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant. I have a series of revisiting the Infinity Saga on Atomic Geekdom. I also edit for
1: KaijuRamanMedia.com. Ben? You can find me still staying up way too late at BenMagin27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and streaming at twitchtv benmaga 27 Although, to be perfectly honest, I might cancel the next upcoming stream because your boy got a thing to write, and I am way too tired to write that tonight. And also, I write for Fusion Gaming Magazine, Old School Gamer Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. Ryan, you can
0: find me either planning out watching 700 Naruto episodes or just
2: 107 Riverdale episodes at DJ Tony Snark for the future. <laughs> sparks you can find me nowhere doing nothing at different times at sparks witty on instagram and twitter s-p-a-r-k-z witty that's the simple
3: subscribe to us on itunes stitcher and google play tune in spotify iHeartRadio, amazon music and podcasts and pandora great review wherever you get us we greatly appreciate it like this video subscribe to our channel and until next time you see us guys stay fake nerds